poison Rana. I'm here simply to remind you of the four words we just saw and the, what we call the WWE signature. Those four words are then, now, forever, and the most important word is together. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Poison Rana. And we're live on our YouTube page. Yes, youtube.com slash at Poison Rana pod, I think. Yes. Hello, yeah, how we do it? We need a theme song. Uh, we, need a, we need to get a, a, the guy who did uh, the up next one because I, I think the fans uh, are asking. We got new shows with Detox and What Up Doe. And people are like, oh, I love these. Where's the Poison Rana one? I'm like, all right, we're going to get it, guys. And merch. I hear you people messaging us. We're, we're going to work on it. We're getting all that stuff. So one thing at a time. And surely each building block, we're getting there. So, yeah. But welcome to the show. Hello. Yes. This is our uh, end of year review. It's December 31st. Um, we This is the end of our first month as Poison Rana. And we thought we'd take this opportunity to kind of go back and look over this entire crazy 2022 uh one of the wildest years in wrestling i think yeah uh easily the craziest year of professional wrestling with i'd say two big stories that even had non-wrestling fans talking about that we'll obviously get into but i feel like every wrestling fan who's 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 deep into this deep into this shit we know vince mcmahon will one day not be the captain of the ship and in 2022, that day came. So therefore, wrestling may possibly change forever. So that's kind of like the biggest thing that a lot of fans are like, okay, well then now, where can we go from here? So 2022 kind of started that. Yeah, and was so big, it kind of like drowned out a lot of other huge stories that in other years might be like the biggest story of the year. And we're going to go through kind of starting right back. Uh, we're going to start back from actually December 31st from last year where it all kind of went down. But before we get into all the like new stories of the year, uh, we have done our best and worst show with, with uh, John and Way. I believe that drops uh, Sunday, I think Sunday, Sunday or Monday, Monday um, where we're talking about our favorite matches and kind of our uh, best and worst like wrestlers and moments and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but thought this could be a good opportunity to talk about maybe some other moments we uh, didn't get a chance to to talk about. So, what were some of your like highlights of the year? Not necessarily your favorite matches, but things that stick out for the right reasons or the wrong reasons. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, when it comes to the wrestling, like actual in ring stuff, I feel like this year was just awesome. I feel like every year wrestlers are just stepping that their game up, and talent are like definitely getting into like next levels. Like WWE. The problem was never the talent. The problem was how the show was booked and mm. produced and the stories and all this stuff. The talent, when they get to shine, they always shine. So for the highlights of the year, like, are a lot of specific wrestling matches, obviously. But there was also, like, a lot of storylines and, and good angles and things that made me want to, like, continue to watch the match. AEW, I feel like they're so, uh, like, catch-22. They're so, like, dead in the middle of... They'll they'll have a month or a story or something that gets you so into it and gets you like, oh, wow, I can't wait to tune in next week. I can't wait to see where this goes. I love this. This is great. But then they'll have a story that you go, wow, I can't wait for this to be over. I can't 
They, yeah. I can't imagine why they do this. So I feel a big <laughs> problem with AEW right now, and I think we've really seen it this year, is I think there does need to be some sort of creative team there. Because yeah. I know it's very much letting people do their own thing, but how many times have we seen the the same kind of segment happen back to back with different yeah. different usually factions. So uh, the same kind of stories Matt going Hardy. on. Um I think a lot of this kind of maybe Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker stuff has been put on the back burner because you've got kind of the same story that happened with MJF and Wardlow. So I think maybe another time you'd have struck that iron maybe a little sooner than they have. And they're still kind of putting that one off. Well, um, and I do think, but then you get like fantastic stuff like the CM Punk MJF stuff, which just like the cream rises to the crop. Uh, but yeah, definitely. I think there's needs to be a bit more like cohesion between the whole show. And, you know, some of these contract stories, they got, they got to go. Contract stories. Yeah. I hate how something will get a little buzz online about contract tampering. Then they turn it into stories mm. and angles and stuff like that. I think that's so stupid. I, I'm like, everything else you guys do is pretty smart, but once in a while they try to do these like smart marky things that definitely like, we've seen it with me off as Max Caster's raps as well. Sometimes like there's a line that is like a deep cut for like the internet, internet fans yeah. and. You just hear like crickets in the crowd, like, oh, I didn't, I didn't really get that reference. Yeah. So kind of playing with their audience, like how, how much of them are like looking this deeply into everything. Cause something that's, that is, is like, there was lots of news stories and I feel like the news stories overshined what people were talking about, but more than like the actual content. Mm. Obviously what comes to mind is all out. Like as soon as the CM Punk stuff happens, then. Everyone kind of forgets about the show itself, and everyone just wants to know what's going to happen with that. Is this real? Is this this? And I felt like 2022 had a lot more of the people being like, "Wait, is that is that real? Is, mm. that, is that true? What? Wait, wait, Cody's no, Cody's leaving? What are you talking about, Cody? Yeah, no, like, it's a work. I, I feel I feel the Cody whole. Uh, I mean, we're we're going to get there in a bit. Uh, with we've got a whole section dedicated to Cody today. Um, but yeah, I, I think those kind of shoot. Promos can work sometimes. Yeah. It depends how cute you're getting with it and how how deep you're getting it. And I think a lot of the thing we say both with WWE and AEW is, okay, but what is the match? And I think that's the thing. Whenever you're kind of doing these references or whatever, cool, but like what what is its purpose? If its purpose is to to like blur the like lines between like like shoot and kayfabe, if right. you will, to get the a story more heated that will eventually become a match. For example, Punk MGF, fantastic. If it's maybe Hangman Punk, where it leads to a lot of detriment, right? Maybe, maybe not the best thing. Uh, or if it's just so much where, like, I don't know, Bow Wow and Jade, like, cool. That's cool. You've got that that tie in, but. Where is it going? And yeah. it, Bow Wow seems to have disappeared with Shaq. He he went in that same ambulance, <laughs> I think. I don't think anyone's complaining about that, though. I think we're like, that's okay. We'll let that one Are go. Are you sure you, you don't want the Bow Wow feud? In hey, look, I actually do. But like, <laughs> like we don't, do we need it? Yeah. No. It's the, it's the feud the people, the people want, but it's not the feud people need mm. right now, uh, essentially. Jade needs to have feuds with wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> to get better at yeah. wrestling. She's fantastic. I love the character. She was a highlight for me of just... 
running her mouth, talking so much shit, and she's great at it. And look at the way she looks and comes across. Well, we online. didn't do we didn't do costume of the year. Uh, she year, wins, but absolutely. like that that dollar bill outfit she wore was fantastic. Yeah, I think that's one of the best like looks in such mm. a long time that it stands out. Obviously, she's wearing a bikini that's made out of you know one dollar hundred dollar bills or whatever, but like it looks like she looks like a million dollars literally. Uh, so like it looks fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones actually that now we're on that topic. Of Some best- outfits I did like. Uh, like I liked. Seth Rollins this year kind of fucking with his opponents like right back at the Royal Rumble his match with Roman coming out to the shield music right. and his shield gear yeah. uh, wearing the polka dots against Cody, Cody. Uh, I thought things like that were pretty smart um, I loved his Elton John devil Yeah, was that Clash at the Castle? I think so yeah I usually think Seth is also hit and miss with his, his gear mm. but I loved when he came out like that red devilly uh, Elton John thing and over in the UK I thought that was that mm. was pretty sweet the visual of it looks amazing so. uh, Scripps worst costume of the Scripps year, easily sure. the worst outfit. outfit absolutely no mm. disagreement there I can't even think of any like really indie guy on AEW that you would say is worse than Scripps like look the gear wise no. so like yeah it looks like he tried to make a like a Serpentico costume and ran out of money and Serpentico don't have the greatest outfit to start. With. I will. This is, this is totally nitpicking your gear. Shit. Shout out WH park. But like when wrestlers do the Zack Ryder where it's like one leg, half, half, it's half, a way half, it doesn't right. look good. I, Nikos I, Rikos. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm missing. Uh, there's someone in, in, uh, women of wrestling. I mentioned, I've watched that a, a bunch and, uh, there's like a gimmick of like all scary, spooky goth girls. It's basically the house of black, but, mm. but, but women and one of them has the Zack Ryder thing, but then like where she doesn't have tights on her one side, it's just this giant tattoo of a chainsaw. And then they go, Oh, that's your name now. Chainsaw. Chainsaw. So it's like, (laughs) which one of them is her? Oh yeah. The one with the chainsaw. (laughs) And I'm like, uh, not quite the best look, but, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of some, some other ones. There was some good ones. So outfits, I think, uh, Becky had some outrageous outfits this year when she was in a big time. When she was Lady character. Gaga. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? Um, Carmelo Hayes, always, always, always top gear. Yeah. Uh, Edge, uh, actually, particularly the Raw in Toronto that he main mm. evented that we went to. He had like the hitmen mixed with like Team Canada, hockey. His are always like, like Gargano's were, where they were kind of subtle, yeah. like loads of different references, where if you like study it, you're like, oh, that's cool. That's right. that. That's that. Um, which I, I always appreciate. Yeah, it's some, some good year. Yeah, there's some good this year. year. Yeah, I, I enjoyed all that. I think there's been a bunch of like moments as well this year that people just forget because of how crazy a year it's been. Uh, for example, I've completely forgot until I looked kind of looking over the year, like Lita had a match this year. Against Becky Lynch. And that's like, I don't know, another year that could have been a pretty big deal. We've seen her in the Rumble and things like that. But actually having a big singles uh, title match, um, that was pretty big deal at the time. Which I mean, completely forgot by the end of the year. I mean, Jeff Hardy wrestled in AEW. Jeff Hardy. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get into Jeff in a bit. Um, things like Dolph Ziggler coming down to NXT. That's kind of oh yeah that happened. Was Ziggler came NXT at, champion. For actually, a bit. if you if you look back at the week uh, the the kind of year of two like definitely still trying to find its like place and what they are and this Degrassi high thing. They had a lot of callback. They had a lot of people coming down from the main roster mm. visiting. You had that AJ Styles Waller feud. 
You had some of the NXT guys showing up on Raw and, and vice versa. And then Braun winning the title. Yeah, Raw. Braun won back the title on Raw, which to like the crowd just didn't really care. <laughs> I will say, I, I'm actually quite enjoying NXT yeah. at the moment. The last few months, I think it, it has found its footing. I think it has found its balance between uh, the kind of the goofy skits, which you assume they're using to kind of, you know, build characters and that yeah. kind of thing within ring quality and just actually logical week to week storytelling. I do think it's back there. It's in a different time now where we, I think, I think this product, I, I think the current NXT product, if this was a pre, if AEW didn't exist, I think it would be getting a lot more buzz than it is. Cause I, I do think there is some like really good talent there. Uh, good matches every week. Um, I think that deadline show actually turned a lot of, Heads, I, I really enjoyed that pretty deadly New Day match. And I thought the the Iron Survivor was absolutely a hit that I can oh, see them going yeah. back to. That The men's Iron Survivor match especially was excellent. So, But I, I think we're just at that point of over-saturization. It's almost got that Impact thing where, by all accounts, Impact's had a pretty good year. But it's, do you have time for another two-hour wrestling show? And the answer for a lot of people is... No, I've got I've got my dynamite and I've got SmackDown and that's kind of enough for me. And you know what? You're kind of hitting on the head because I I still I put my tippy toes back into Raw this year. Mm. We went to Raw, had one of my favorite Raw live experiences, like possibly ever. It was just such a good show. But I've still not watched Raw week to week. It's something I I can't just like jump into. I've tried and I'm still kind of the same way. Where I find SmackDown is completely different. SmackDown is just has great wrestling and then the bloodline storyline, which has been this whole year. So really that's the show to watch. Kind of forgive the shit because it's only like I mean if you're watching it on catch up, it's what, an hour and a half? Like so you can kind of whiz through it. Good wrestling matches. You get the Gunther stuff. You get Gunther, you're getting Legato uh, Mm -hmm. as well. So like there's been some really good stuff on SmackDown. I will say obviously like show of the year still running forward as promotion war n- not a promotion war you're wrestling fans we can enjoy more than one thing you can enjoy more than one band mm. you can enjoy more than one tv channel there's things you can enjoy i do however love dynamite it is still makes me love this shit week by week even when it's a bad episode i still really enjoy watching it i don't think it it, it shows that as just a fan i don't think i've missed an episode of dynamite I think even nope. on days when we haven't even done shows or podcasts or vacations, I was it. stuck in Mexico by the beginning of last year when there wasn't, I, I watched it. Mm. So I, it shows that I just genuinely love watching the week to week show. And there has been some good stuff on it because I feel like this year there was a lot of good talking. MJF obviously leading the charge in that. Eddie Kingston though could definitely sell you on absolutely any match if he ever was given the opportunity, but. John Moxley leaving a really big impression on me with his promo talking about his, you know, his demons, if you will. Yeah, the kind of post rehab yeah. promo. Also the post like brawl out promo in Buffalo that we were at. Right. Like, the rallying the troops kind of yep. promo. He's been fantastic on the mic. Yeah, are we counting CM Punk's all out backstage <laughs> promo As a, a promo? promo? I don't think so. <laughs> Just the old man uh, yells at Son, yeah. yeah. Uh, you had Christian Cage telling Jungle Boy, "Your dad's dead." Over and over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, who else? There's some good stuff. Uh, I enjoyed. I mean, Ricky Starks by the end of the year really coming into his own with his promos. I mean, he already was a good promo guy. Oh, Dax 
Fight Like a Girl. Yep. That was a great promo as well uh, over on Dynamite. But, like, obviously, the you know, the wrestling has been good, but Dynamite is finding their footing of really good storylines. But, again, they have done a really good job this past year, and, and good promos on a lot of these guys is what kind of, like, it makes me keep coming back. And I, I, I really do enjoy watching. Obviously, we do podcasts about wrestling, but this week was a ton of fun because it felt crazy, man. You had, like we said, Jeff Hardy comes in. You had this going on, this going on. I was like, like, what's TK's checkbook here? Like, he just keeps bringing people in. He keep, And if it's not that, then he was setting up huge, big matches. I thought he did a really good job. I will say he, he doesn't come across looking good from the, the punk stuff, mm. which he still never really, like, you know. I, I'd say this has been his weakest year. Yeah. I, I think this is where you have seen the problems of cracks hiring too many people and and then not knowing what to do with certain people who you don't want to maybe put out there and lose, but you're not ready for them to win anything major. So uh, you end up having like your your Brian Cages and your Miros and those kind of people who are very talented and are just kind of like on the outside when you're seeing Trustbusters and Tony Nese weekly. Uh, it's, I think that's been, I think the ROH and the New Japan stuff definitely um, muddied it this year and made it a lot less focused a lot of the time. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping 2023 moving forwards, it's everything's a little bit more, focused and streamlined still still definitely the best show but could uh yeah i think this you were starting to see like uh those kind of the honeymoon periods worn off of the beginning of dynamite and we're starting to see a few cracks here and there but the quality always shines through which makes it entertaining okay not just AEW. before we kind of jump into the whole quick we're gonna fly through different topics we're gonna hit you with different topics and even at the end maybe some non-wrestling topics mm-hmm. as well of things that happened this year but like just kind of flat out what are some moments this year that you like absolutely hated or laughed out loud at maybe when you weren't supposed to or just like not not great moments give or take uh, a lot of the Joe Gacy stuff earlier in the year with yeah. Bon Breaker. Um, I just the the whole the both the like Eddie Kingston's story with Jericho kind of just being pawned off to like Brian essentially and Kingston disappearing. Yeah, that was weird. Um, that that was kind of weird. Uh, being demoted to like this Sammy feud. Similarly, the Daniel Garcia story, which they seem to be putting back on track now with him sort of shadowing Sammy. But that whole thing where he kind of left JS and then went back to JS and then again kind of seemed to get a demotion. I thought that was a bit weird. They, they were two things where I'm like, come on, you had you had something there and you've decided to just let it go. Yeah. Like the, the Brian injury obviously kind of didn't help things because it looked like we were getting a Kingston... Brian match. I think they did have one on a rampage earlier in the year, but yeah. it looked like they were building with that, with the end of Anarchy in the arena, uh, that you were maybe going Brian Kingston before that final Kingston Jericho match. Um, but yeah, the Garcia stuff's baffling. So, so they're two things that kind of, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Because the Garcia thing was, you could see the plan. As soon as he sided with Jericho in the way in the beginning, when that group formed, you could see this is, a great pet project for them to then work on. And then he eventually mm. goes to work with like his hero, Danielson. And they did that. And then they teased that. And then they almost did it. And then they didn't. 
And then they almost did it, and then they tease you, and then there's teases and swerves. It was like trying to swerve to swerve almost, and then just ended up fizzling out, and now he's just the side piece again. So you it's can like, what? leave things too long as well. Like, yeah. if you think um, the the kind of reports are that uh, Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey is off. Yeah. Think about We went to that mania in New York. What was that, 35? Yeah. Uh, that was the match. Ended up being a triple threat, which was fine but that was the match that everyone like no it's becky versus ronda that is the match that's the huge marquee match and they didn't do it and then ronda went away for a couple of years came back you're like okay that's the match we're getting to ronda v becky they're like okay well we've got this two mania plan with ronda we're going to do the charlotte match first and then we'll do the the becky match Fast forward, it's now, this is, you know, we're getting into mania season. It's coming up to the Rumble. We're, we're starting to build those feuds. And then on last night's SmackDown, Charlotte just comes out and takes the title from Ronda. Reports are saying, what, maybe Becky isn't interested? Because Ronda is so flat now. And that was yeah. such a thing you could have capitalized on where now I'm like, yeah, you're, you're three, four years too late with that match now. Yeah. And that's the problem. That's the problem if you... Uh, you leave like these things, the Garcia story, it ends up fizzling out. Eddie Kingston feels maybe at the lowest he's been since, since signing with AEW. For sure. Um, and I'd, I hope they don't have the same thing with Jamie Hayes from Brit, but that again is getting muddied. We were getting there with Jamie and then Soraya came in and had the match with Brit and now Jamie's. And they're the good guys anyways now. And like, so it's like... yeah, it, it's, you, you risk, it, it's definitely a, you have these plans, but you do have to learn when to strike when hot, I think. Yeah. And we've seen that in both companies. I really, I really think Daniel, Gar- look, we, we were fans of him from the beginning and finally seeing him on dynamite week to week was really good. Buffalo kids stay strong, but it, the fact that he like definitely evolved and got so good, I, I think talking and emotions and hearing him, we've talked about, I think him on Jericho or something, mm. just like expressing things that he has learned and differences of, he was already a really good worker but mm. now he's really like well-rounded some of the promos he's cut in this feud went uh, like undetected i think mm. he wasn't appreciated enough i think his promos and his swag are like really it's believable watching him when he's not talking as well in yeah, all those things, yeah yeah you always know exactly like okay is he happy to be here is he happy wearing the hat this week is he mad <laughs> about wearing a hat is he pissed off at yo Sam? i mean yo, is you he want... like all that stuff another thing that happened this year he got his hat swagger jacked by Jake Hager. Yeah. Jack Swagger. Yeah. <laughs> because he, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, because now he wears the hat he and does. sells the hat yeah. <laughs> that says, I like this hat. I like this hat. Which, you know, everyone knows Garcia was rocking the Kangle and that became a thing way yeah. before the, the bucket hat with Hager. But yeah, uh, Garcia, I still think he'll have his, his time. But I really loved a lot of his matches and particularly the stuff with Danielson was just so good. So uh, someone that I still think will be okay but like weird how you watch a movie or you watch a tv show he felt like one of the main storylines of the thing and then by the end of the movie you just he's dropped off it's you it's getting it's getting him to that level where like your kind of diehards are gonna love a daniel garcia who appreciates the wrestling and stuff but it, it's getting them it's getting those casuals like we're seeing with Sami Zayn, like yeah. being a fan of Sami Zayn's wrestling since way before he was in wwe sure you know but now you're getting those those casuals who maybe don't care about in-ring quality so much being like oh but sammy is our guy and and i think that's what again strike the iron 
when it's hot. Yeah. Uh, what were any other things you, you didn't like? Okay. I know uh, you wanted to bring something up on Worst Of, but forgot. Something I, I forgot that happened in 2022 in, in wrestling, but oh man, one of the worst moments in wrestling in 2022 has to be in NXT when Cora Jade turned on her so-called best friend, Roxanne Perez, by beating her up with a paper skateboard. Mm. She goes to hit her with her skateboard that she never, ever skated on to yeah. begin with. It goes to hit her with it, but as she lifts it up in midair, it turns into paper and flies away. So really, she hits her friend with a what looks like a single piece of sheet paper. of paper yeah. and looked awful, howled laughing, and they they did a good job of editing it out in the vignettes and stuff like that to make it look like she's just going to hit her, but... Man, did that look real bad. It's one of those really unfortunate things where the performer then looks shitty and they're put in a... Like, yeah. it's the exploding barbed wire death match, yeah. isn't it? On a smaller scale, of but it's still, it's like, okay, as a Roxanne, am I... Do I sell this? Or am I like, ah, you hit me with paper. If yeah. you're an Eddie, it's like, wait, am I dead? <laughs> am I dead? Shall I get back up yeah. again? Yeah. Um, and you, you think, in, in hindsight, there's all the stuff. Okay, the... The board's broken. I'm just going to kick the shit out of you instead. Yeah. But I, I'm sure they felt sick. It's always unfortunate, those yeah. kind of things. It was funny. It, it was, was really funny. But yeah, Cora Jade is no Tony Hawk. I mean, I would say even a bit more recently that uh, that Rick Ross in-ring segment. Well, I loved him yeah. backstage. <laughs> yeah, that was afterwards. A yeah, mess. <laughs> yeah, that segment was pretty week. messy, yeah. Um Trying to think of any other segments. You a big that. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Got me howling as well. Already saved on my phone. But yeah, uh, love that. Uh, but yeah, the paper skateboard was definitely something that made me laugh over over this year. It was a, it was a good time. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else did I not like. I didn't like the Joe Gacy stuff. We kind of mentioned that. But I would say for the most part, like from what I watched was pretty good. I know there was, you know, I'll, I'll I mean, we're going to go through some stuff. But another kind of dropped ball to me so far um, the fiend returning, or sorry, Bray oh, Wyatt Bray returning. Wyatt, yeah, like like having this huge, interesting thing, and then coming the back. White Rabbit, yeah, which was excellent, so good. And then kind of just not doing jack shit since coming back, and yeah, it's and now he's having a Mountain Dew pitch black match with LA. There's slow burns, <laughs> and then there's like real slow burns. This he came back. What October the eighth was when he came back. All the White Rabbit stuff started about a yeah. month before Halloween then. Time. Um, and he still hasn't had his first match. We still don't really know a great deal. Uh, I like LA Knight, but weird first feud to have. It just seems, it, it seems again, maybe they haven't completely thought this, thought this through and fully. And, you know, and we've had that before with The Fiend. It's like, cool, the entrance is cool. The mask's cool. But like, where are we going with it? And what is the match? Um, yeah. So yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I hope they can turn it round, but we've seen so many of these things with Bray Wyatt in the past where it it just doesn't doesn't work. I just want to know what does Mountain Dew Pitch Black taste like? Probably like a lot of sugar. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. You think they'll have it in like uh, that match with Jericho and Orange Cassidy with the pools the of Monster orange? Mayhem yeah, match. You put Mount, Black Mountain Black Mountain Dew. It'd be pretty good. I imagine it's going to be some kind of like Firefly Funhouse match, maybe partly in ring, partly taped stuff. Okay. 
maybe all of his different personas. Different Mountain Dews. Bo Dallas. Like, look, a Mountain Dew pitch black match sounds good, but let's be honest, we're all waiting for the Mountain Dew Baja Blast match when that comes eventually. That's the GOAT. That's the end game of Mountain Dew matches. It's just, it feels weird to attach it with this character, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, the Miz in any kind of commercial plugging match, sure, the Miz is always yeah, going to be in a, in a Mountain Dew that match. That should be his gimmick. Yeah, yeah. whereas... The Bray Wyatt character, yeah. like, yeah, feels feels very odd. Maybe he just really likes Mountain Dew, which apparently is a black grape flavor. All right. So, sounds, sounds good. good. Uh, well, I mean, those are some things uh, that happened in 2022. We have a whole list we're going to jump yeah, into. I will, into I will quickly say, you want to hear more of us. We do have lots of other podcasts. Cheap plugs here. Patreon.com slash Poison Rana. For five bucks a month, you can sign up to be a friend and, well, you get access to almost 500 podcasts, including all the stuff we've done, retro NXT reviews, pay-per-view reviews, movie reviews. But we have some big shows coming up on the Patreon in the next few weeks, including this week with part one of Best Match Ever mm. 2022, followed by part two. So we're going to go down the top 10 matches and review them in full and nerd out and rate, review and all that stuff and find out what is the best of 2022? It might be one of our most varied lists ever this year. Yeah. I think loads of different types of matches from different promotions. And, yeah. And, and there may have even been one that just happened sliding in right at the last yeah. night. Yeah. last night. Oh, man. We watched the start of match. Yeah. Suri and Julia. Mm. That was uh, that phenomenal. Was- Awesome. Yep. That match was crazy, man. There were some nutso spots in that. Yeah. Uh, so go, go check us out on Patreon. It's only five bucks. You get access to all these shows. We also have our Home Alone 2 review out there as well. Uh, we're going to have a best match ever, Great Muda, uh, down the line. And, uh, I think we're going to do a review of Battle Royale in Battle January Royale. as yeah, well. We're, so. we're having a Japanuary. Yeah. So, yes. uh, looking forward to, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. We'll be talking all about that next week on this show. So oh, yeah. look forward to that. Uh, but yeah, uh, go check us out, guys. It's only five bucks and you get access to all these podcasts and, uh, come hang out with us. So I want to take you back to December 31st, 2021, exactly a year ago. It was my, my last day in, in quarantine. And they announced on that day, we're moving it from 10 days quarantine to five days. So I had my, my last minute New Year's freedom that day. Right. Um, and I remember I went for a walk and I was like, oh, I get fresh air again. I went to buy some comics. And then uh, Tony Khan sends out a tweet. And, well, there was an interview with Big Swole in Fightful where she kind of commented on the lack of diversity in, in AEW. And well, I think I think this tweet kicked off, and I'm counting it for this year because you know it was 2022 in the UK, right. Australia, Fair. other parts of the world. Uh, this came at what 7:30 p.m. Uh, I think as he was on the on the claws and maybe some other stuff. <laughs> and TK tweeted out the top two AEW execs are Brown, me and Mega, Jade, Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, and Mark Quen all won on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Hashtag AEW Rampage Street Fight Tonight! Street Fight Tonight! Uh, and I think this this tweet kicked off what was a fucking crazy 2022. <laughs> yeah, Street Fight Tonight, he meant the whole year. It was going to yeah. be a street fight tonight. Leah Rush saw it, retired. Oh my like, god. He uh, 
He's uh, been back since. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and retired um, since. But yeah, wow. Britt Brit Baker just liking it, like egging him. Go on, Tony. Post it, post it. I'll like it for you. Uh, yeah. Bad look to start off the year. Yeah, were, the, were these employees at the holiday party all like uh, hanging out and like decided to do this? I love how Big Swole says some, some, some fighting words here about... You know, AW and what she says is a lack of diversity. And TK basically goes, AW is black, y'all. And then. It, it is kind of. I'm not racist. I got a friend who's black. It, it came it across kind like of that. It came across that way. It definitely and, did. And I, I think if, if he doesn't think her wrestling's good enough, I think that's that's a fair reason. I don't think it's particularly classy to, to like say that publicly. Yeah. There, there's no need for that. It was, look, uh, like, again, we all, wrestling and wrestling drama, wrestling drama is sometimes more fun than actual wrestling, because we love all the dirt talking and shit, all mm. this stuff. We love it. We're fiends for it. Don't don't disagree. We all, we're all in this. We all listen to the same shit. We're all into this stuff. So when he said, yo, Swole's, Swole's wrestling shit, it's like, wow, what a dickhead thing to do, but pretty funny, but really dickhead thing to yeah. do. And And I think... I think look go, looking looking forward like maybe he took this f- tweet from Swole and some criticism from a lot of viewers that hey maybe there is a lack of diversity in AEW all white wrestling like mm-hmm. a lot of people have had that criticism in 2021 2020 and and stuff so I'd say that maybe he he worked on that maybe he decided like you know what maybe I can't just have posters with all my white stars on mm. it and can't just have a show with every single person on the card white maybe that does need to change so maybe in the in the weirdest possibly way this helped that i, I you, you know i mean yeah you have seen this year definitely and and i think quite often the it's a testament when you see like a a say swerve in our glory versus the acclaimed and it's not until quite a way after that I'm like, oh yeah, that was four people of color in that match. That's pretty cool. Um, and it becomes natural and doesn't feel uh, like like we're putting people here to fill quotas. Right. Like it, it definitely feels a lot of these characters, the acclaimed Swervenor Glory especially, got like really fleshed out and had a hell of a year. Um, Scorpio Sky had a bit of a run at the beginning of the year. I do think I do think AEW has stepped up on that front. Yeah. Uh the the women still does that division does need work. Um I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a case of just booking more women's matches on shows. I I need a bit of a purpose. You can't just be to me, oh Madison Rain is now friends with Sky Blue out of nowhere like I, I do need a bit more than that and it's going to take time but I will say maybe you're right maybe this did kind of kick things up for 20 because look it also sparked conversations o- online and and fans everywhere because some people were like well like actually I feel like there isn't a lack of diversity because I'm I'm of uh, you know my background is Mexican and and I watched the Lucha Brothers and I love like the reason I love watching so many people were yeah. replying to these tweets like if you go- went through them it's like there was you know, arguments on both sides. I, I, I was definitely in the camp about a year ago that I would say AEW felt like there was a lot of white stars. Yep. If you watch NXT and WWE products, they have so many people from all over the world, and I love that. So AEW, I think, has stepped up. When you watch AEW, you see not just, you know, a bunch of white dudes. Mm. Okay? Like, maybe... So maybe we have moved in a, in a right direction. I think as well, though, uh, 
I think a whole lot of this year, Tony Khan with the media is something that he needs to work on in twenty. <laughs> he needs media training. You think here pretty much it's it's an article from from Fightful and and Swole's been asked a question which she's answering honestly from her perspective. And he kind of goes out here and makes his comment, which isn't needed. And then fast forward, there are a lot of times, say, the Ariel Hawani interview where he's not answering anything. And it's like, okay, you need to find, yeah. you need to find a middle ground. Like, you're very willing to speak up here, but not willing to speak up when punk is trashing your entire company. Yeah. It's definitely, you'd never see anyone in WWE doing this kind of stuff. No, I... You wouldn't see a Triple H just... Look, I think he, I, I think Tony Khan is great and he's made a, a, a great, you know, alternative to what wrestling is and has been for the past 20 years. He's ty- he finally is one, someone who stepped up and taken GM mode in real life. You know what I mean? Like it, it's incredible. But from this year, especially just as a fan, you could, you could say that maybe some changes need to happen, whether it's how he does come across and how he is in interviews. If he's going to, Talk and tweet like that, and then put you know put his tail between his legs when it actually matters. Then like no, you need to change that. You 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 watched him in that punk promo at Brawl Out, where he just sat there when Punk like berated him his 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 you know whole camp essentially here. So it was it was interesting that he just kind of sat by and let that happen. But like, what's the guy to do? He's not you know he's not like a Vince McMahon who's jacked. Goes to the gym every morning at four in the morning and you know shits excellence and has so that's giant why grapefruits. He's, I don't he's know. Picking on the women instead. Yeah, I like, yeah. Like I don't like. I, I, it's just. It's just like I'm not saying he he needs to like you know grow some balls. He I, he he has done some some things that I think he he does have balls. You know what I mean? But I think that he maybe the way he is especially does in he have massive balls? massive balls. We, yeah, we are at the. We'll talk about the holiday show mm-hmm. we're at. Ms. Chance, but. Yeah, I, I think maybe some media training or the, some sometimes the way he comes across can could change, possibly for the better. Well, something else that happened this year was Shibata's in-ring return. Uh, January 4th at the Tokyo Dome last year was meant to have like a kind of exhibition match with uh, Ren Narita, and which was going to be, what, no strikes allowed and just kind of grappling. We saw him do something similar with Zach. And then he, by all accounts, kind of shoot off the cuff gets a mic and is like, nah, fuck it. We're going to hit each other. Oh boy. Uh, hasn't wrestled in new Japan since, uh, did have a match on AEW, which, which was against orange Cassidy. And again, people were like, Oh, maybe it's, it's orange. You're just going to do a bunch of comedy stuff. No, he got dropped on the head a couple of times. Uh, but yeah, Shibata, uh, obviously like, like almost died from his injury with Okada, like crazy injury. Um, but yeah, coming back to the ring and, just uh, has he had the Tom Lawler match now? Uh, I guess he must have so. just had it. Yeah. I guess, uh, but, but yeah. that was not New Japan. That's not New Japan. again, not no. New Japan though. Yeah, I mean, highly unlikely for 2023. Does he wrestle mm. in New Japan? Like he could wrestle somewhere else again, but I don't know. It's, it's I'm thinking no yeah. for New Japan because maybe we'll they see don't him want AEW again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was crazy that that happened at Wrestle Kingdom when he comes out and then he's like, "Nah, I want to have an actual match," and then got everyone's hopes up again. And then we kind of didn't see him for a long time. Seeing him in in AEW against Orange Cassidy with Mike Tyson on commentary was definite highlight of the year with stuff right there. Tyson that was that. insane. Yeah. That Mike Tyson's like, he's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> like, there's some funny stuff, but. Uh, 
yeah, Shibata wrestling in 2023 is something I would love to see because, like, you know, willing he's he's okay to do this and he's not just like ah, mm. I'll just do it. Like, no, make sure you're you're all right. But like, dream matches instantly. Like, do it while we can before we cannot do this. Danielson Shibata, Danielson, sure. uh, Shibata versus like Hangman. If we're going back to AW, Shibata Moxley, Shibata literally half that roster, but mm. Shibata. Like coming back and having one more match with Okada would also be like this crazy dream setup if you know he wants his his revenge or something and then yeah, loses like, again. We haven't seen him in like do a main event level thing. Yeah. Like the sure there was some the match against Orange there were bumps and stuff, yeah. but it wasn't going full like you know forms the head and headbutts and all that stuff. Yeah. So I wonder what's in him. I, I'm sure he'd love to wrestle like a Okada level match, but. Yeah, I just, it feels weird. I do feel maybe he kind of pissed off the office there in New Japan. Uh, The fact we haven't seen him wrestle there at all since then, but he's clearly wanting to do it, picking up these other matches elsewhere. I think it's quite telling. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, something else. Back in January, this is only the beginning of the, the year, guys. Shane McMahon. Comes out at the Royal Rumble. Here comes the money. Uh, what, 27th, 28th? Apparently it was meant to be Randy Orton's spot. He's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm 28. He's like, well, your music's playing. I ain't going out to yours, Shane. <laughs> so Shane runs out, already blown up. He he has the kind of monster spot. He's eliminating Owens and Riddle and everyone. And he's sweating like Val Kilmer and Tombstone. Yeah. Um, apparently was a bit of a nightmare booking this match and kind of wanted to book himself as this, yeah. this superstar. And then mere days later, uh, gets released his own, his own daddy releases him from the company, which kind of, I don't know, feeds into this other Suspicions. narrative that happens for the rest of the year. But yeah, what a weird, uh, weird appearance and, Release. Look, uh, I know you're a big Shane McMahon fan. Everyone can go back to our best match ever, Shane McMahon. Mm. We did for when he came back for the show, when he retired, when, right? he, when, when he, he got released. Yeah, he got we, released. Re- we did that show mm. and we looked back at all his best matches. You're you have a Shane O'Mac jersey. You're, like, you're the biggest Shane Man, McMahon fan. But it was weird how he was booked in that Royal Rumble match. That he was the one throwing out these stars that were like at the time in big. Stories and big characters that was like, mm, that was kind of weird that Shane was the one to do that. And then all of a sudden you think you're, you're going to start building up Kevin Owens against Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Shane McMahon just throws him out of the room yeah. for no reason. Who hasn't been on TV and like, yeah, it's weird. So then him being released, it's like, okay, so there's stories. Okay, something happened backstage where he was like, I don't know, power tripping is, is what it kind of seemed. But then you look at the year of Vince McMahon and stuff, like we said, it's very suspicious that he's just gone. So it's like, we don't know what people knew or what people did or people said and involving all the Vince stuff. So we'll just lay it. It is where it lays, like essentially. Mm. So it's just weird that we saw for a brief second in 2022, Shane O'Mac wrestling in a Royal Rumble. Well, he's someone who's left the company before for yeah. a long time yeah. and went off and did his own uh, businesses and stuff. Yeah. And then... What five six years he was away from the company, then came back for the the Dallas Mania uh, thirty two. He's someone we haven't heard of at all since his release. Um, obviously, He's some chilling. other people have left and come back. Uh, do you ever see Shane in a yes. post Vince McMahon uh, WWE? Yeah, I mean Triple H isn't ever going to wrestle again, but that would be the obvious 
storyline. If you're me, I like next year you book Triple H versus Shane in a match in the winner. Shane storyline coming back for the company. Yeah, yeah, if I beat you, I get the company. But Triple H can't wrestle anymore, so you can't really do that. Well, I I think uh, as the year closes, we finally know what was in that lockbox. We'll one day find out what <laughs> I, was. I think we know. I think. I think. <laughs> I think Shane might have sent the, the lockbox to a certain Wall Street Journal. What? Yeah, what's in this lockbox? I don't know. It's just had a bunch of random phone numbers to different tanning salons all over the yeah. world. I don't oh, know dear. what these were. Yeah, uh, Shane versus Cody for w- stake of WWE. In like some crazy hardcore match. And Triple H is in Cody's Cody corner. Cody would be on fire again. Like the Und- That was this year, wasn't it? Cody Andrade? Cody was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Cody Cody Shane is a match I'd want to see. Cody sure. Shane, yeah, I, I think Shane will come back to WWE. This in 2023 or uh, later? Uh, not necessarily this year. Again, we don't need that. So do we not? <laughs> hey, Raw, Raw needs some stars right now. And Shane's the Shane's the the fixer. Shane's a draw. Shane would be because people are like, well, he's Vince's son, so maybe he'll say something. Raw Rumble. He should come out to Randy's music. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Um, and then on like a, a kind of sadder note, March 11th, there was a, a match between the New Day and the Brawling Brutes where Big E took a uh, belly-to-belly suplex from Ridge Holland on the floor and uh, legitimately broke his neck. And uh, yeah, this, this guy's been out ever since. We don't know if he's ever going to wrestle again. At this point, yeah, we don't know. Um, but... Like the the power of positivity that is clearly not just a gimmick with the new day because he's been he was so quick to put out social media from the like from the hospital in his neck brace and everything just kind of trying to reassure people like it must it's awful what he must be going through not knowing if you're even gonna fully be able to move again and that kind of stuff but uh, every time he's kind of put something out there. Um, like just yeah, this beacon of positivity. Yeah. No, no, it's it's very it's very sad that this this happened. And and you, as a fan, we can we only just assume ah oh, well he'll be back after a few months. Like no, this guy broke his neck. So mm. like this is this is some serious stuff. So all the all the good vibes to to Big E's way because if if he could return, like that would be a lot a big deal for a lot of people and i think that would that would be pretty great for him to hell come of back. a story yeah for exactly him to come back as well and i think you you could potentially do the title run with him right like it always yeah. felt weird him that was 2021 right his reign i guess yeah. it always felt a bit weird just him winning with a cash in as a baby face yeah. um didn't quite have the run i think he should have and i think that that whole kind of Coming back from injury and, and, and winning one of the titles would be huge. Again, I have all the I'm, I'm I'm not like every other fan, like putting in crossing our fingers for him to return to the ring one day. I'm sure that's you know something he's aiming for. But just in the off that like he maybe cannot do that, he's got such a big personality that mm-hmm. I think he will. You know, I think a, a, a wild card of Hollywood. It could be something he could. He's very funny. So Presenting, like, yeah, like that something. Kind of thing. Like again, I do. I want to see him back in wrestling. Just being the definite like devil's advocate here. He's good at everything else he does. So we we've could seen see in the past. I, I totally. If he has to retire, I totally find WWE take care finding a role yeah, for him somehow. Absolutely. Whether it's commentary, Ooh. whether it's like 
just like a manager kind of role. I mean, he's huge to be a manager, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I think he he'll land on his feet. But, yeah, get well yeah, soon. Sad one. Like that's that's way way back in March. In March so get well soon, Big E. Hope he's getting there. Come on, Big E. Now a big big topic: Cody Rhodes returns to WWE. Wow. He's he's holding the TNT title without a contract in AEW. He. He cuts a bizarre promo where he's building all these angles. What do you guys want to talk about? He starts building angles like Ricky Starks and all these other people that he's not going to have matches with anytime soon. Um, And then appears one of the biggest moments of the year uh, coming out of the Cody Vader against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, which is one of my favorite moments. Absolutely. Look, uh, big fan of Cody. Before AEW, big fan of Cody in AEW. By the by, the end of his AEW run, it seemed he was the heel. Uh, we we would spend shows debating like, is he a heel? Is he supposed to be a heel? He, he's Homelander from the Boys, right? Like he's mm. the delusion. He's he's the bad. He's the good guy, but he's secretly the bad guy. Mm. Is basically well, not so secretly, but like you know, and and him him now months later has tweeted out little things like, oh, I was playing a heel. I was I was a heel. I was doing that to be a heel. And it's like, sure you were. You're you're saying that and we still don't know blurring the lines of It was almost like being a bit too smart for his own good. Right. At some times like we could see what he was doing, yeah. but then again at times it's like, is it for the betterment of the match? Because now am I watching a match and just don't really like I wouldn't say it enhanced his feud with Malachi Black yeah. at all. So he cuts this promo saying, I'm not going to turn heel in AEW and says, like, that would be the easy way out. Mm. Well, no, the easy way out is fucking leaving and going to WWE, which he did. So I do, part of me, like, if he were to just do the classic, you know, beat the shit out of Arn Anderson. Remember, we were all waiting for that. It never happened. Uh, Where's Arn? Where's Arn since that? You know, he's just gone. Yeah, he's hanging out with Brock. Yeah. uh, With his gun. So Cody. Should have beat the shit out of him and then would have got imme- like huge boos and would have been the heel character. And then all you needed to do was, oh, that that thing about me in the world title? Yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm going for the world title. Yeah. Sorry. And then win the world title. Like he'd be the most over heel. And I think that was the plan eventually. Mm-hmm. Like that was the end game of that whole thing. But instead the crowd turned on him before he could turn on us. And I, maybe he didn't like that. And he wanted to be the John Cena guy who's just never going to turn heel is how he made it sound in his promos right so then to just literally take his ball and, and go home and go home to the fed new york i mean i i think uh like i don't blame the guy at all i i find it interesting with what happens with punk later in the year you wonder if uh i i don't know if the the fan reaction would have been a a factor for him mm-hmm. but i think definitely a bucket list of his is to be WWE champion. I think that's legit. I think you you saw him know his potential way back in what 2015, 2016 when he left the company. He knew he was bigger than, you know, Stardust and went out and he killed it on the indies. He created this company, like helped create, helped this, company. create this company. Yeah. Um and and then like it's my job here is done. I've I've elevated myself. It's something I can like I'm hoping to see like Sasha Banks do, you know, make yourself an even bigger name. So when you come back, you're like, yeah, to steal his word, like undeniable, do the work. And 
like he's come back as a huge star. Like he will be WWE champion Absolutely. in this company, which I don't think he would have been if he just floated around staying in the company. Yeah. Um, I think he he created something good outside of WWE. Like as I said, help create something good, but he's a huge factor. Would the original all in have happened without Cody Rhodes? Right. Maybe not. Exactly. I don't think so. Exactly. And then all in led to so I'm not going to shit on the guy for leaving. I no. think he, he picked his timing perfectly. He'd done everything there really was for him to do if he wasn't going to go for the title. I think it's there were so many matches on the table that we never had, like, you know, a Hangman match or a Kennedy match or a, a Punk match or stuff like that. There was a lot of stuff I'm like, man, that could have been cool. But I think ultimately he's at the right place for him. Um, had a killer match before leaving with Sammy, I thought. That ladder like, match that could have been awesome. It feels so long ago, and like Cody AEW feels like it wasn't even this year now right. at this point. Uh, but he's had a hell of a year, and people are going to talk about the Briscoes FTR trilogy, but the Seth Rollins Cody trilogy this year was awesome. I thought, yeah, I I think I liked the first the WrestleMania one just because look, we all knew this was happening. Mm. Seth Rollins was feuding with himself, so was Kevin Owens. But like Seth Rollins was feuding with himself, but we knew it was. You had to be Cody. There was no other option mm. for it to be. And then finally coming out with Downstate Kingdom, like, man. The American Nightmare logo. Yeah, like, like, full. Yeah. It was full AEW. That that was a huge moment of the year. Yeah. Just as a statement, like, we're not changing his name. He's not coming as Stardust. We're yeah. not giving him new WWE music. No. He's coming in as the AEW character yeah cody uh he will be world champion uh, eventually but yeah can't wait to see because so far he's brought some really good stuff you know the injury unfortunately we'll see where 2023 lays with him you know maybe winning a rumble or or being in mania or winning the title or something like that but he will win it one day but the the wrestling and this character fits so well in wwe i think raw needs him yes. as well like yeah. i think you'll see a lot of interest again in raw once cody's back and he's a, he's, you know, in AEW, it seemed like a lot of people didn't, didn't like him, but because he was doing the, like, I'm a good guy, but really yeah. he's a bad guy. But like in WWE, he'll be eventually a heel as well. And he'll, he'll knock it out the park mm. when, when it goes to that route. But yeah, great year. Great, great moment of him coming out at WrestleMania. That is definitely one of the highlights of this year. What's crazy as well is I, I think that that moment is bigger than the next moment. Like okay. as far as talking points this year. Uh, any other year, Stone Cold Steve Austin returning to wrestling <laughs> would be the biggest story. Right. Stone Cold returning, main event of WrestleMania, his first match in 19 years in his home state of Texas. Yep. Like, that's huge. What? I'd say the Cody, all the Cody stuff was bigger than that. But yeah, Stone Cold wrestles again. How crazy is this that, yeah, this isn't even like the top things of the craziest things that happened this year because, I mean, to maybe just a casual fan, this is probably a big moment because you probably heard about it and maybe checked it out. But like, yeah, it's crazy that this happened and so much other stuff has happened that we're like, wow, that's, that's just, oh yeah, that did happen. If, if, if it was a two part show, like Steve Austin might be in part one, you know, right. moments 10 through to six. Crazy. Where- which is nuts. Yeah. So Stone Cold comes back and Kevin Owens has a feud with himself and says, hey, I want you to show up on my talk show. Again, we know wrestling. Mm. He's going to show up and they're going to fight. We all assumed that. Uh, WWE kind of stealing the, well, AEW said they're going to do CM Punk coming back without telling mm. us. So let's do that. Let's just We knew Austin it would be there, but yeah. it's like, they promised physicality, yeah. but didn't promise a match. So then Austin shows up wearing his knee braces in his 
shorts and we're like, okay, well, he's probably wrestling. And well, then it starts and turns into a match. And it's pretty fun. I've watched it back now. Tw- I've watched it twice now since watching mm. it live, right? And then, like, it's so much fun. It's not, you know, it's not the match of the year. It's, but Austin looks good. Owens looks he good. He takes suplex on the floor. Yeah, like, it was so much fun to just watch. The the one one negative, I wish Jim Ross was calling it, because mm. that would definitely make it even, like, crazy or special. But the, thing, the things I want, and if there are talks of him coming back, maybe for another match, that maybe he yes. didn't get the bug. There's there's a couple of things that I'm like, man, that was fun, but I needed a Luther's press. Okay. It was lacking that. The stomps in the corner, he did, like, he was milking with the crown and was doing these slow stomps, but that's not the Austin stomp. I want the stomp in the yeah. mud hole. Didn't quite get that. And there's a point where he's, he goes, he comes out, he's in his, like, Austin 316 shirt, the knee braces, the jorts, and he goes to the back. And I was like, oh, is he going to come back in his black trunks? <laughs> I think he's still in good shape. I want to see Austin in black trunks. It, it's a weird thing in wrestling, yeah. but I'm like... No, take your shirt off, I need man. You, yeah, take your shirt off, dude. <laughs> yeah. um, he looked great. He did look, he did look great. I thought Owens was like the perfect opponent for him. Yeah. Someone who can just build up a feud on his own right. talking. Uh, there are the similarities there, you know, being the kind of like you know, sort of working class guy who runs his mouth a lot. They both have a stunner, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought it was fun and it was a huge moment. Do, do you think Austin will wrestle again? Yeah. Uh, Austin Cena, WrestleMania, book it. I think, yeah. Both wear jorts, book it. Book it. Just book it, Trips. Like, I think so. You got one time to do it and it's now. So I, and you like, it's two nights. So you do that one night. Pfft, yeah. Bro, you're selling that out. No problem. Yeah. So I, I think that's that's what I'd go like. With. No rock, no problem. You, if you have Austin and Cena both on that show, either you know, even if they're not fighting and they're on separate matches, like you're getting business. Finally, do sure. Austin Hogan. Fin- <laughs> finally, do Austin Hogan in 2023. Yeah. No, but I mean, I think a lot of people are often like, ah, we want you know these old timers should be elevating these. Yeah, young, but also you want a marquee match, like do it if yeah. you can. We never got that Sting Undertaker match when they were both yeah. in, the, in the company. If you have them both available, do fucking it. book it. It doesn't matter how it looks. Like I'm not expecting Okada Omega. Yeah. I'm expecting a lot. Look into the crowd. Great atmosphere. Great entrances. Some stomps. Some stunners. Okay. Some AAs. Maybe call me crazy, but hot take. WWE has gotten better for me because mm. now I know there couldn't possibly be two wrestlers that put on a worse match than Goldberg and The Undertaker. And that's why I'm like, well, it's not going to okay. be as bad as that. As, as like a quote-unquote dream match, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, you're like going to throw any two, any two legends out there. Will it be better than... That match yeah. probably if you book that one. Yeah, sure. so Why like not book this they've one? Are, we're like, not worried about how things look anymore. If you yeah, I, I see what you mean. So like really, and and the same goes with Vince McMahon and Pat McAfee at, on the same WrestleMania, right? Like it was so bizarre and such a shit match that, and Vince just looked terrible taking that probably one of the worst stunners of all time. I think Cena especially is has always been because Cena's move set has always been fairly limited, but yeah. he's always been very good, like a Hogan in. How do how do I get the reactions from the crowd? What what it can I get like maximum effect out of minimum? If yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. And I, therefore, I think they would actually be 
a pretty smart match. I, think I so. thought Cena's SummerSlam match against Roman was better than the Backlash one they had first. Like, not... I'm not saying it's a five-star technical classic, but, like, the crowd engagement and picking your spots and that kind of thing. I, I think it would work. Yeah. But, yeah, Stone Cold's back. Uh, tell your friends about it. But, yeah, it's crazy that he wrestled, had a a big, big, huge moment, and I will... I, I will Imagine we see him in t- again in 2023. Well, that was April. We skip forward to May 6th, 16th, 2022, when Sasha Banks and Naomi walk out. Wow. They're, they're meant to be in, what was it, like a five-way number one contenders match, I think. And they're like, we've just won the tag titles. Why are we not yeah. elevating these tag titles? Uh, left the titles on Johnny Ace's desk. And left and had Michael Cole had the hard job of saying they were uh, what, unceremoniously left or what, whatever. Unprofessional. Unprofessional and all of that stuff uh, really kind of buried them on TV. Yeah. And I really didn't think it would be going on this long that we hadn't really heard much. We've seen them go out to like, no, red carpets and, and other TV shows and stuff like that. And Sasha's obviously now got this January 4th yeah. Tokyo Dome. We're recording this on the December 31st. I mean, by this time this week, we she could already be on another mm. program or whatever. But, like, yeah, her walking out, people reporting this, uh, and then saying, like, is this is this real? And then seeing Michael Cole do that. Again, Vince was still there, so you know that was a Vince mm. thing, uh, where they just shit on them, being like they're unprofessional. Um <laughs> Odd that Michael Cole didn't say the same thing when Vince McMahon uh, left. But, um, yeah, Sasha Banks is a big, big, big star. Naomi, since being in the tag team, instantly, like, was catching, was was mm. working and elevating her and, and getting... And, and it was just good. And they're right. Like, they just won the tag titles. Why do we even have these titles if they're just nothing anyways? And then... We don't see them for so long. When Sasha does return, whether it be New Japan, AEW, or anywhere else, it will, like you said, like like when Cody went elsewhere, it'll raise her and make her a big star. Other people are going to see her. And then eventually, she I do see her going back, especially if WWE's run by Triple H. Mm-hmm. She will eventually be back one day in WWE. But there's so much opportunities right now for her to... Be the wrestling f- side of it, right? Like, yeah. do, the, do the route where you go and, you know, wrestle Shuri, Julia, you know... All these other people. So do it. Why not? I think Sasha saw those tag titles as a almost a project. Yeah. You know, right from the beginning when she was with Bailey, and that's why they were mad the first time when dropping it to Iconics. Um, you see with Walter how he's elevated the IC title. And I kind of see how maybe Sasha wanted that to be with the tag title. Right. Okay, I'm, you're not going to have me as one of your singles? Yeah. Let's make these tag belts as important as that. Which you can see in like... In AEW at times, the tag titles are one of the most important titles there. Sure. Um, so for it to be treated that way, I, I can totally understand. Um, and it's, it's I'm sure people are like, oh, they walked out because of the booking with that. It's No, it's the straw that broke the camel's back right, yeah. after all these kinds she, of things. She's me- definitely made references to not being happy for, di- for different things. So this definitely was finally like, yeah, you know what? Like, don't need this. And Naomi, like, sticking by her this whole time, I think she'll, she's someone who's interesting to see does she go back i see her back to wwe before sasha yeah um and but yeah like interesting we haven't really heard much bloodline about naomi i mean that's the obvious one yeah yeah 
You think you're Naomi. You think you're Naomi. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Sasha going elsewhere, though, for now, will be great for us, the fans, to watch her wrestle. And then pretty much a week later, on uh, May 28th, MJF was booked for a like a fan expo, like a, a meet and greet thing, double or nothing weekend, and no shows. Ooh. And apparently books a flight home uh, and has been trying to get like a, a, a raise. Is he, is he on the plane? Is he getting off the plane? I, I got, got off, off the, the plane. plane. <laughs> As all of us said a million times when yeah. that happened. But yeah, who knew the, the year that, that this would set off. Is this real? Is this kayfabe? Is this like, what is this? Uh, what a year we were in for covering that conversation. We all, we all have that conversation with our wrestling friends. It's a work. No, it's not. It's real. It's a shoot. No, no, it's a work. You could say it's that a for shoot a lot that of different. It becomes a work. Yeah, you work yourself into a shoot or vice versa, brother. Uh, so MJF no, basically no shows this. You could say, hey, that's a work because he's the, the asshole character. Mm. But again, paying fans on autographs and stuff like, yeah, you would probably want to make your money. But then he shows up at that show and does the airplane like pose in yeah. the ring in his entrance and then basically tells everyone Opens to fuck off. Opens the show. Yeah. Um, gets murdered by Wardlow. Minutes. Um, seconds. And, and disappears, has the promo the next night, not really selling any injuries mm-hmm. and calls TK a fucking mark. <laughs> and we don't see him for months. Um, <laughs> what a promo that was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I think, I think he is someone who is, is worth the money and if he's still if he was still on this kind of rookie agreement um and he's doing you know main events with cm punk you can understand the guy wanting wanting his payday uh but also is that the most professional way to go about it no and i'd say wardlow still hasn't quite recovered from it it hurt more like was a great feud that was built for a long time and should have been his crowning moment no one was talking about it after the show. No one was talking about it with the dynamite after in that promo, which which did hurt him. Uh, like, yeah. Does that does that mean like MJF was being like selfish and like, well, I'm fucking killing it. I'm getting huge ratings in the storylines because the storyline with Punk got big views, and I imagine mm. people ordered that pay per view to see that match. Mm. So like, he's he's right in that regard. In 2022, his stock went way up real quick mm. with with the CM Punk feud, and. Yeah, maybe, you know, he was fed up by this. Maybe maybe we all are all being worked in this whole 2024 thing. But, like, if he were to go to WWE, he would be an absolute star. Mm-hmm. And I think he knows that. He has put in the time and betted on himself, literally, the you know, the catchphrases and all that Cody shit. But, like, MJF is someone who has done that. And, look, now he's in movies and stuff. Like, this guy is going to be a big deal. And it's up to Tony Khan to open up the checkbook to make sure he makes him a big deal for his company. I know it's I know it's a WWE Vince term, but it's that kind of uh, dichotomy with grabbing the brass ring. It's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Because, like, WWE, it's a lot of time, well, creatively, you're giving me shit, so how am I supposed to grab that yeah. brass ring? Doing something like this is grabbing that brass ring, in my opinion. Yeah. It's knowing your worth, and you're like, all right, well, see how you are without me. Sasha Naomi walking, essentially, is that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's trying to grab that brass ring. It's like, nothing, nothing's getting through. What do I do? And 
has MJF become a bigger star since doing that? Yes. Is he making more money? Yes. So it worked. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, you could, you could look at it different ways. Like, well, he's going into business for himself. Well, that's, he, he wants money and he's a star, but at the same time, like it shows that he is someone everyone's interested in has been bringing this like aura of old school pro wrestling in a modern day age. And Really sticking with his gimmick of just being this guy, like he is the the character in wrestling right now. Like, like even if you you talk to a a million different people who who don't watch AEW, like this character is a must watch character, and he has blended the world of real life and wrestling together. Like no one else has, in my opinion, in a very very long time. And we'll be getting into brawl out in a bit. But what I find <laughs> funny is the two, as I said, the Sasha Naomi and the MJF thing happened within like ten days of each other. Yeah. Punk tweets out uh, after the Sasha Naomi thing about, you know, sticking up for your co-workers and basically ah. in support of, ah. of Sasha Naomi. Yeah, stick up MJF, for your co-workers. And by all accounts, I don't believe there's any backstage animosity between MJF and Punk, but storyline-wise in front of the TV, there's been all that stuff, and MJF's walking right after. It's like, hmm, interesting. And then we get into the the hangman promo a bit later that stick up for your coworkers guys yeah always stick up for, always your, co-workers. Stick up for your coworkers yeah um well let's move on cuz a mr jeffrey hardy had a hell of a year jeff harvey hardy hardy <laughs> at the end of 2021 he got released by wwe um for being uh like intoxicated he walked out at a house show and just like left through the crowd and was taking pictures and was just acting all a bit hmm. like he might be a little little drunk or on something uh got released um then the what the like tests came back and showed that he wasn't drunk he denied being drunk and wwe offered him a uh, hall of fame and to kind of come back to the company and he went nah and then he showed up to save his brother from a, an attack from the Andrade family but office. But you know, before you save your brother from an attack from the <laughs> Andrade family office, you got to duke. You got to duke, duke it up. You got to put duke. him up. I had to throw him up, brother. Came in, had uh, a few tag matches, jumped off shit. He fought Darby in a insane match yeah. that I completely forgot how Oh, it was insane. Year. I do not forget that match. Um, that was insane. It's a crazy match. Had the match uh, against the, the Young Bucks. They had a few matches. Jeff was jumping off stuff every week. Every week. week. Yeah. Um, then they had that awful tables match. Oh, that was one I, I should have remembered for worst of the year. Against Butcher of the Blade, where oh, yeah. the wrestlers, the referee, and the commentary team weren't on the same page with what the fucking rules are sure. in this match. Okay. And it was just a complete mess. Yeah. Um, and then gets another DUI. And is taken off TV. Taken off TV. And we haven't seen him since. Or really heard many updates at all. Yeah. From Jeff. Yeah. Uh, very, very sad. I mean, look, Jeff Hardy it was one of my favorites growing up when I got into wrestling. Hardy Boys is my shit. And when when he finally became WWE champion and then eventually left WWE and then a lot more problems started for him outside of WWE with his TNA run and stuff like that, as we all know. Like, as a fan, yeah, I was, I was like... Man, you're letting people down for sure. And then he's had a comeback story time and time again, and you like hope for the best for this guy. But then he he keeps having instances where this keeps happening. Uh, I, look, I'm someone who loves going out, having a few pops with the boys. I'm not 
a, a wrestler who's on TV week by week, and somehow I still manage to get home without drinking and driving. I use Uber. We walked in the rain last night. I walk home in the rain. I take cabs. You know, sometimes, you know, oh, Uber's surge prices. Yeah, well, it's better than driving when you're intoxicated. Yeah. And it seems that that's such a common thing in wrestling with different wrestlers over the years. And you would think in today's age, like, why are you still doing this? Uh, and that's something that definitely pisses me off. As a fan, huge fan of Jeff Hardy. But if this is the actual wake-up call... If this is the final, like, hey, look, you're doing great things now. The Hardy Boys in AEW, why are you fucking this up? Maybe there is a chance he comes back and we can kind of go back to it. But I, as of right now... How many wake-up calls do you need, though? Like, As of right now, it, Jeff Hardy in 2023 is definitely not something we, we need to see. I have a feeling we might see him back again sooner or later. But I, I just hope that we don't we don't talk about this... This year about how he's got another one or another problem or something worse. So, yeah. I, yeah, it's just a real shame. Like the, the Hardy Boys stuff was fun in AEW. Absolutely. Uh, you want a kind of, it feels like they keep on trying to write a final chapter for yeah. the Hardy yeah. Boys. They come back to WWE. They come home yeah. to WWE at WrestleMania. Huge reaction in Orlando. Win the tag titles pretty much immediately. Have a bit of a nothing run fade away into they I think they split them into singles again, didn't they? Uh and then and then the AEW stuff. They're like, all right, let's just get to the Young Bucks match. Let's get to these matches. Get to Jeff Darby. Get them out of the way. I'm glad they did, because yeah. it was what, two, three months spell. But I don't think I don't think being around wrestling is gonna help him not drink. Right. You know, being on the road and stuff. Sure. Whereas being at his family maybe be better. So it would be nice to finally have that proper conclusion, but at this point, it's yeah. we've seen this for years now just happen over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, wishing him the the best. I always have been a big fan of the Hardy Boys and Jeff Hardy, and want to see uh, want to see him do the right thing. Well, I think we've talked about the next one quite a lot, but we can't do a year in review show without talking about uh, Vince McMahon resigning just just decided to retire at the age of almost 77 i find I'm today <laughs> today is the day i just today's the day i'm retire i woke up i stared at my big tyrannosaurus rex skull and i thought i'm done i don't need to do this anymore i'm done i'm done yeah uh why i, pff, I don't know i'm just done yeah uh yeah together forever always fuck them i've got the <laughs> i've got the tweet up here at 77 time for me to retire Thank you, WWE Universe, then, now, forever, together. Hashtag WWE, hashtag thankful. <laughs> hashtag thankful. Hashtag fuck em. Fuck em. Fuck em. Oh, man. Yeah, Vince McMahon stepping down from WWE, which would just be the beginning of the shitstorm to come of all the other stuff. So but. I believe uh, June 15th was the first Wall Street Journal article uh, saying about the WWE are investigating right. Vince McMahon. They brought in the independent people, which means this has been going on for a couple of months before yeah. this came out. And then June 17th, he stepped down as chairman. Um, that's when he appeared on SmackDown. So he temporarily stepped down. Uh, I think Stephanie then came back in, who it looked like she was getting pushed out. And in that interview with Pat McAfee, like Vince saying, you know, I'm often not quite happy with my kids, essentially, with, I think they can do more. And then her being pushed out and then suddenly coming back in, in the sort of, uh, 
like Shiv Roy role, just taking over the the company while he's sort of just chilling for a bit. Uh, appears on SmackDown, does that weird then now together forever together. Fuck him. And then July 8th comes out that hush money of $12 million have been found. And then uh, July 22nd, Triple H becomes the EVP of talent relations. Again, Triple H had left the company pretty right. much by this point. Uh, and Vince puts out the retirement tweet. Wow. So what a, all this, just a mere matter of weeks, all this happened. End of a, 30-year era, more so. What would you do with $12 million? Uh, I'd be on a beach and never see me again. But yeah. Like, I found it, it was an odd... I feel it's an expensive blowjob. That was you know, like, one of the most expensive ones, yeah. definitely. Uh, like, not quite Bill Clinton levels, but, you know, it's up there. Mm. Uh, just, just crazy. Uh, definitely, this story has been beaten to death, everyone talking about it, but... Um, looking back, like, yeah, we, we all know Vince McMahon's stories. The second you become a wrestling fan, watching angles that he's, things he's said on camera, on TV over the years, that would get any single person canceled. Hasn't touched him. Mm. He's, he's, the bullets just bounce off him. But this year, they're finally sticking in and it's finally taking him down. And it seems like there'll be more stories to eventually come out and, and stuff like that. But, uh, I'm, as a wrestling fan, like, yeah, it needed to happen eventually. Not just because all of this awful stuff that this guy has done and has, you know, hush money this and uh, uh, allegations left and right. But for the past, like, 10 years, his show has not been, like, the show that has, like, the way, like, we all love wrestling. And, like, yeah, I'm, I'm comparing, like, I oh, the, the actual entertainment aspect of it when, like, there was real stuff happening behind the, the, the line the, behind the scenes and stuff but like this needed to happen a long it's a time shame ago such an awful like it's changed something good uh, no it's a shame it took something awful to make something good is what i'm trying to say but we have seen everything's improved both financially the stock's gone up the quality raw still isn't quite there yet but there are things like we went to the the live show yesterday uh street profits and american alpha i think have been yeah uh, American Alpha Alpha Academy Alpha Academy uh, have been fantastic. Like once Cody's back, I think Raw will step up. SmackDown just just Gunther and the Bloodline alone is enough to carry SmackDown. NXT's got so much better the last few months. Everything has improved. Um, Raw, even when it's shit, is still kind of better than it was. I'd say so. Everything's improved because of this coming out. Yeah, absolutely. And it will continue to, to get better. And, you know, the day Vince McMahon is, is, you know, definitely gone from wrestling, completely talks and stuff, there'll still be stories coming out. There'll still be documentaries being made. There'll still be people talking about it for sure. So it's just crazy that this he's finally, like, quote unquote gone I mean part of me still thinks he's texting double trips. tap guys you need to double yeah, tap yeah. I'm like, still nervous part, part of me still thinks he's texting Triple H alright so you're putting the title on theory right right well uh, actually I think no 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 you're gonna put the title on theory and this is just and then Triple H goes to the board meeting alright so I'm thinking of putting the title on theory and everyone's that's weird mm. why do you want to do that so part of me thinks he's still somewhat involved of trying to get things his way but... I might be on an island but I do completely see why you would go with theory Sure. Like, as a long-term investment, sure, like, sure. he's yeah. he's Randy Orton, young Randy Orton for me right now. Yeah. And I can I can see why they'd want to try and go with him. Yeah. I, I think he's in a better spot now, you know, 
not flirting with the world title, but having a feud with some main eventers over the US title, I think he's in a better spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Triple H needs to kind of ignore those texts. Do we but. see? Uh, do we see Johnny Ace show up in like a clusterfuck match or something like that? Oh God! On a skateboard. Damn. Coming down. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you see any legal? ramifications coming out there could be right like again these there's so much more coming out about vince mcmahon and Mm -hmm. allegations and stuff so yeah like i i definitely think he's done a lot of wrong things and to to take him look just because he created wrestling doesn't mean he needs to be associated with the rest of time yeah he didn't invent pro wrestling yeah he didn't invent it no Sorry, he didn't. Look, he just created a style that we all know as no the only thing doubt for so he, long. No doubt he was the like the king of this shit, the godfather of wrestling. Not deny like without you know Hogan, without Austin, all that stuff, like yeah, he's the one who, who orchestrated this whole thing. We needed that. However, at the end of the day, he didn't create it. Like no. he helped he helped introduce it to me. He helped introduce it to probably most of us, but like he didn't create all this and it goes on without him quite fine. You know what I mean? Like the guy, the guy who invented, you know, a, a sport, you know, doesn't, he's not involved anymore. Ben, you know what I mean? Dead. Yeah. Like, like, football's dead. like, so like it's, you know, things move on and then the world turns. So mm-hmm. it's, we're going to be fine without Vince McMahon. And in, you know, I'm thinking forward like five, 10 years, 20 years of wrestling. He, he'll be, I'm sure they'll have <laughs> hall of fame videos and sh- show how great he was and all this, la la la. But he did a lot of bad things too. Mm. So, you know, pour one out for Vince McMahon pour leaving the WWE. Just craziness. Well, then we go to All Out uh, September September third, oh, September fourth. Yeah. Um, and the famous CM Punk press conference. Yeah, CM Punk wins the AEW title, mm-hmm. and then uh, this at the press conference. Unprovoked. Unprovoked just starts going off while he's eating his Mindy's muffins about Colt Cabana. Yeah. And Colt Cabana's mom. Yeah. (laughs) Colt Cabana's mom's bank account. And then he decides to go off on people he works with. It's one of those things. I don't care about Colt Cabana. Well, you're talking about Colt Cabana an awful lot for someone that doesn't care about him. Yeah. uh, He, like, just starts going off about that. And I'm someone who, like, I don't care about Colt Cabana and CM Punk that thing anymore. Mm. That's so long ago. They're like, yeah. can we just move on from yeah. that? Like, what's what's the what's even the issue mm. here? What's going on? And for him to kind of bring up those things, it was interesting to say the least. And then to see him right in front of TK, who's just sitting there, like acting as shocked almost as as we are. Maybe not as much because mm. um, he didn't quite understand it and take it all in as it was happening, but. He then rips apart his his coworkers, his EVPs. He says uh, that the the man people managing things here couldn't even manage a target mm. is something he famously said. He also, which I'm sure is a pretty hard job managing a target. Yeah, I mean we don't have targets in uh, Canada anymore. It didn't work out, but like imagine we're trying to manage a target. Mm. It must be hard. Yeah. Um, he then says that he's he's old, he's tired, he's working with children, calls them kids. Basically just shits on these people. Says, like, when he's shitting on Hangman Page, says someone who hasn't achieved anything in this business. I mean, he he was the world champion of this company. So in in saying that is kind of burying this whole company as well. And I'm sorry, like, picking a fight with Hangman, I'm like, nah. Like, I'm going to side with Hangman on this. You know, just the way the guy presents himself. You see 
what he stands for. It's and you're you're getting for someone who's so known for shoot promos, you're getting worked up about a workers right comment which went over so many people's heads anyway. Yeah. Um this is the kind of s- style and wrestling he likes. The amount of times he's he's brought up like like backstage dirty laundry and in promos and stuff. That's what that's what CM Punk is has been about. The pipe bomb, all of that. Yeah. So to get so worked up about such a it's not like Hangman said you talk about workers' rights. Well, where the fuck is Colt Cabana? <laughs> you know, it's it's like he brings it up. He puts it out there. It was quite subtle. And to hold that grudge so long, have have the match and then have it fester for months. Yeah. And then come back and immediately call out Hangman and then just destroy everything in this, in this promo. In this, yeah. not promo, press conference. He just seems so like, sorry, you know... You, you're the one who's who's thrown many stones. You've mm-hmm. casted many stones, and what is it? Don't live in a glass house. Like this is very weird because he was he like you said the pipe bomb. Anything he loves breaking that fourth wall and kind of you know getting into things. And you know I just think back to all the promos with Triple H and WWE. Everything he's ever fired off on camera on TV to Triple H is like pretty you know stuff that would piss someone mm-hmm. off to do something like this. Whereas. He the, the it, it's weird when you kind of look at it in a retrospect because when he did the promo where he called out Hangman and then sits down and waits for him he's like oh what a coward he's not here mm. right he did that purposely because he was mad yeah and then when you get to the all out thing it's him like just losing it you expect him to come out and talk about the match and this and that and maybe say well actually I'm injured again because that also happened in that match so maybe that's why he was fired up he was in pain I'm sure. But the Denver just like ripped these guys apart. And again, if you're like, you have to, it took you a second to realize who he's talking about. You're like, uh, sorry, he's talking about Hangman, the elite, Kenny. Like, who's he talking about here? What's going on? Is he talking about TK? Cause TK is right beside mm-hmm. him, not doing anything, just going ooh, like cringing over there, not being like, Hey, maybe you want to shut the fuck up? <laughs> like, we hear about receipts in wrestling yeah. as well, right? So like, he gave the receipt. Why yeah, you already, you already did that. You've already, yeah. like, you've, you've got already moved on. Back. You've made Hangman look like a coward for yeah. not coming out. You move on. Like it's really it's, weird. And that's where, I mean, he's such an interesting person. Because really, this, it's, words were said, a fight broke out. Uh, this happens. Like, happens. People, mates, go to the pub, get drunk, and yeah. have a little fight, or whatever. They make up. They move on. It's, there's so much good to come out of just getting together and moving on. It's crazy to me that all these guys were sober. None of these guys fucking drink in this fight. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Ace Steel is on, to be fair. But like, <laughs> the rest of them, <laughs> these, they're, they're there sipping their milk and just like, right, let's go. What's in these, what's these, in these spritzes, Gatorade like, yeah, and like, bubble water? What's I don't on? know, man. But I, yeah, I, I hope they can sort it out. There was the, uh, the, the, the Dax, like, thing from his podcast saying yeah. like i hope everyone can just get along get along and punk like replying with well duh yeah well well what does well duh but mean? people are reading it it's like well yeah of course it'd be nice if everyone could get along but yeah. that ain't happening right but i'm like well duh yeah i want to get along <laughs> like you can read that so many different ways because looking back this year cm punk had an incredible year i yeah. thought i i i, I Loved his return to pro wrestling. It not only was good for AEW, it was just good as a fan. You got to watch this. And he had some great matches, and specifically the great feud, feud of the year with MJF. And 
you could see where the story was going to go with Punk winning the title, and you could you could argue, and there's now reports saying Punk wasn't really too keen on being champion, but it made sense. You put him as the champion, and then you put MJF the guy to beat him for yeah, it. So for sure. like it works out so proper. And then that story didn't finish, so they went different ways, and it's fine where the way it went. But CM Punk to then have this great year, but be so irked by certain things, then to come out here on that presser to say all the things he said. To then, which, you know, we do believe has transpired a fight between certain people and dogs and people biting people, possibly like all sorts of stuff to now not being on TV, not even mentioned to just not being kind of pretty much radio, you know, aside from little things like that, pretty much radio silent Mm -hmm. on the situation. You know, 2023, we could potentially see we're not seeing punk on talk is Jericho that's for sure but we're we're we're, you know you're gonna see him eventually have to talk about this one day you can't just you if if he were to ever return like I would hope it happens in AEW because yeah there's money to be made you need to grow up you look like such a baby to me as a fan I was so excited to see him come back because I'm not like oh you left us Mm. when you left WWE no you had your reasons and you walked out and good for you but to see that passion ignited at, in you to come back and like kill it and then to just throw that it feels, all away. It feels like, you know, when sometimes someone who's normally fine has just one bad day at work and they take it too far and they tell the boss to fuck off and it's like, oh, well, they're, they're fired now. Yeah. And it, it felt like that. It's just like something irked him and that one day it's like, oh, I'm going to destroy everything and fuck this. Yeah, it's just and so weird. You'd hope like maybe the injury is a blessing. Like yeah. what they say, like six months. So it'll take you through to like March, April, okay. maybe when he's fit again. And that's yeah. a lot of time has gone. Uh, but yeah. Because uh, like the money match is FTR Punk and the Elite. Like sure. that's the match you instantly throw out there on a pay-per-view. And you know how many fucking people are going to buy that? Like a lot. Right, so. Any of them. Punk versus Kenny. Like yeah. Punk Hangman again. Like it's- I, I do as a fan. I don't, you know, we don't know these people, but you would hope that they can sort of bring this all together because it, it makes sense because him going to WWE just sounds so messy. Just come back to it like him. a slightly different deal, you know, not being, re- not wrestling on TV every week. You just, you come in, you do your promo to build your match with your yeah. one guy you're doing. You wrestle at the pay-per-view or a big dynamite and like you keep separate. Like if you're so toxic in that. Yeah. But maybe room, the reason, like, maybe the reason, cause he's, he doesn't want to say sorry. No. Right. He doesn't want to say sorry, which I, I would assume that would have to be a part of the program is him coming on TV saying, Hey, that presser, uh, didn't really do me any favor. Sorry about that. Yeah. You know, but he's not going to do that. No. So yeah, uh, it's cra- crazy that this happened. Crazy that there was, you know, allegedly a fight with the dog. Hope the dog is okay. If that's the case, I hope Kenny's okay from getting bit. If that's the, if there's any merit to that, like the whole thing is just so crazy and so bizarre. Can't wait till 20 years when we hear the dark side of the ring on this one and people reenacting the, mm. the bites and the dog going flying across the room or something. But yeah, uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of the elite. I'm a big fan of CM Punk as well. And especially the year he had. And I thought he came across so credible of helping the business of pro wrestling. And then in, in, in a span of 20 minutes, like totally tore that wallpaper down yeah. that he put up. So it's like, okay, like what, why? So uh, I'm not saying like I'm definitely siding with the elite. Again, I don't know if someone punched a dog or something like that. You don't know, but they've been great 
to me as a wrestling fan watching this product that I really enjoy. So I side with them yeah. in, in, in this case so far. Because yeah. that seems to be another thing when you're talking to your friends. Well, I side with him. Well, if you side with CM Punk, cool. But it doesn't change the fact he still sounded like an asshole yeah, in that promo. Sure. 100%. So, uh, go support Mindy's Muffins. Well, we also had a big return this year. Soraya Page uh, made her AEW like, debut September 21st at Grand Slam, where yeah. she, she was a bit of a surprise appearance, uh, helping out what, Tony Storm, taking on Britt and, and Jamie, and then has her first match uh, since, what, 2017, was it? Uh, wow. On November 19th at Full Gear against uh, Britt Baker. Yeah. So Soraya coming back, it's something that we kind of were talking about the year prior. Like, hey, if that was, were to be an opportunity, I would imagine she would think, do that. Especially when Edge came back, there were a lot of talks like, all right, well, we've seen Edge come back. We've seen Daniel Bryan come back. Like, Paige, she was young. She's been out a few years. Is there a chance? Yeah. So her coming back is definitely interesting. Uh, however, I don't think I'm on my own where it wasn't handled right with a lot of the storyline and, and specifically the promo she cut, basically kind of healing herself up unintentionally where then now you would choose to vote for Britt Baker. We were at full gear with mm. the match against Britt. It was okay, but you know, your first bat- match back. I, you know, I've only watched it. I haven't rewatched yeah. it, but like I remember it being all right, but it still just felt weird. Like I didn't really know who to cheer for and yeah. just... That's where storytelling is important in wrestling. Yeah. You need to get emotionally invested in the match, right? So, like, I feel like there's still – it's definitely salvageable and will become an asset in 2023 to have her. And, and I'm sure it will bring some attention to the women's division and, and help them get some rub and people having feuds with her and stuff will make sense. So, like, cool. There is a potential. Again, we're recording this the 31st of 2022, last day of the year. But there's potential Sasha Banks also shows up to, like, mm. you know, be there and tangling with these people. That's a tag match coming up, right? So, like, yeah. that's something that also uh, could happen in AEW. But uh, as a return, like, Paige was a somewhat big deal in WWE. They made a movie about her, right? Mm. Like, that's that's pretty big to do for a wrestler. They don't do that at just about everyone. You know, John Cena doesn't have a movie. Paige does. Mm. Like, there's a, like, it was yeah. a, it's a cool story, which is also, I really like that movie, actually. Uh, Fighting with my family. Florence Pugh but to see her now here it sounds like hey I want to wrestle but so far that hasn't so much been the case it's hey I want to talk a lot of shit that doesn't make sense for me she's like almost at that where Ronda Rousey is where I'm like you should be this this huge star and I forget you're in the company yeah you know I'm like Soraya shows up on TV I'm like oh yeah Soraya's here yeah you're here okay all right. yeah didn't really enjoy your segment and your match we'll was see. okay. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think they just, that should have just been a Brit clear heel, Soraya clear baby face. She's, uh, she's, she's cleared, but she's unsure about herself. She hasn't wrestled in years, but she's going to do it for the fans. You know, all that just easy shit. And then you have, you saw with, uh, like, Punk Derby, they did a pretty, safe first match because all right i don't know what we what i can do yeah so let's just do quite basic things that we know this crowd are gonna eat up whatever play to the crowd and then okay i've got that first match out the way and now i can actually right i've got off those cobwebs you should have had like a hundred percent of that crowd behind soraya there and the moment would have been huge her big win her crying 
like everything. And it just, it didn't feel right. No. And I, I followed her career a long time. I was there when she made her main roster debut and won the title. I was there when she announced her retirement. Like I, I feel like I've been there at big quite moments. a lot of her big moments. And it just, I was there at her AEW return <laughs> at Grand Slam. Wow, biggest page fan right here. It seems like that. And it should have been a huge moment, and it wasn't. Um, I hope they can turn things around. I it was it's weird. They did this storyline where where Hangman and Punk. Remember when, when? Now looking back, you're like, ooh, you know, right? But the storyline, famous Hangman says, "Punk, um, I'm not defending this title against you. I'm also defending AEW against you from you, yeah. from you, right? Like." And that's pretty much the story with Brit, where it's like, well, actually, I'm defending AEW against people like you who just come back here for the paycheck and stuff like that. Where it's like, well, actually, wait, no, like, Brit, you're supposed to be the good guy then. Like, it was a little weird. I think the problem is as well is there aren't those dream opponents in AEW in the women's division. Yeah. You have someone come in in the men's division and it's like, oh, cool, I'm going to see them against Kenny. I'm going to see them against Darby, Hangman, Moxley, all these people. Um, even like lower down, like your, your like Ricky Starks or your Swerves or those kind of people. So many matches, Dax. Soraya comes in, it's like, cool, you've done the Britt Baker match. A Jamie Hayden match would be good. Tony Storm. Then what else? Like, I know they're building people, but right. there's, there's no one excited. I feel the same with, I don't really want Sasha Banks in AEW because I don't really see yeah. what the big matches are. For sure. Uh, and I think that's a, a big, problem like where does Soraya go from here well we'll see in 2023 I, I maybe we'll see her fight Sasha maybe we'll see a Brit maybe we'll see Soraya take the title from Jamie like yeah I don't know but unfortunately not that would turn her heel yeah. I think yeah, yeah maybe that's the best thing to do yeah he'll he'll Soraya and then finally uh again we've talked about this pretty recently because we're coming to the end of the year Mandy Rose's release from WWE on December 14th right after dropping the title to Roxanne Perez on NXT. Yeah, Mandy Rose uh, has this crazy long run and then instantly drops the title in a kind of swerve episode of NXT and then the next day released and then comes out. It's because, well, she has her only fans. Well, not an only fans, but her fan site, fan, fan, time. fan time. And uh, yeah, so she's gone from WWE. We did a whole kind of segment with this, uh, which was a great a few weeks ago. Um, but kind of ending the year a lot more richer, maybe possibly, uh, <laughs> I follow her social media in the past few days. She's been heavily promoting the same website and I could only imagine the dollars keep piling up from this page. So, uh, you want to hear more about Mandy who just goes by Mandy now. Cause I don't know if she could now use Mandy Rose. Cause that was her Mandy Sachs. Mandy Sachs was her name. So fantime.com slash fit Mandy info is where you can go. <laughs> I do wonder with, uh, those kind of sites, like she's making a killing right now. What is the longevity with it? Right. You know, creating that kind of content. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't create that kind of content, but oh, should try. it's like, there's going to be that window. And then I'm sure people that subscribe to those kind of sites, might not be subscribing a year from now. They might find the next Mandy they want to buy pictures of. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. With that, like, do you, do you see any kind of wrestling return for her? If, if it's something she wants to do, then there's definite places that would have her and 
probably allow her to promote that mm. stuff on their shows. Essentially, that could be her like gimmick uh, yeah. if you you know if that's the thing. But uh, I'm not sure. I guess we'll see in 2023 if wrestling is something she's still interested and in it doing. It was somewhat her gimmick in NXT. Like her gimmick was the zoom so, in on her chest as yeah, her but entrance. Also, like, so many of it was like. I'm not there tonight. I'm having a photo shoot. And you'd see her having this photo shoot. I'm not there. I'm in my pool. Exactly. I'm in my jacuzzi. Here's yeah. me with no no clothes on, but just the titles covering my... Like, that was... And she'd be like, I'm more than just a model. I back it up in the ring. Was kind of her yeah. her thing. So, it, yeah. We, we'll we've see. talked about this one to death. But, I don't know. I, th- I think there is... Uh, I, I can't say I'm I'm itching to see Mandy somewhere. But I also do think there is a place for her as well. Sure. Uh, in a WWE again or an AEW. Yeah, but possibly. Make that money, girl. Yeah, make it. And, well, that was it. That took us January, well, d- December 31st, right through to December 2022. Pretty crazy. I mean, crazy year. there we was... probably missed stuff. You, yeah, I mean... You're going to go, hey, this happened, this happened. Yeah, like another thing is a lot of people uh, getting released and then coming back to WWE. You know, you had that happen. Let's try and list them. You had... Dexter, you had Johnny, Karrion Cross, Hit Row, Candice, Candice LeRae, yeah. uh, Tegan Knox, um, Bronson, you've said, yeah, uh, yeah, Jonah, uh, sorry, yeah, Bronson. There's a bunch Reed. that that left or, or were released and then have come back. There's a bunch that have been released and then go to to AW two mm-hmm. dimes. <laughs> the end of NXT UK. NXT NXT yeah, yeah, uh, with bringing kind of their top players to NXT which has definitely helped NXT having that UK insertion yeah and for anyone who's interested in anything NXT UK or maybe you haven't checked it out uh, check out our best match ever out there on the Patreon from a few months back where we looked at the best matches from the whole history of NXT UK and that was a lot of fun 205 Live ended this year right well that's still going I think so. Didn't we do the we show? We did a show on that one too. We did the show beginning of the year. Didn't yeah, we? that's true. We did. We did a best match ever 205 Live. Yeah. There you go. So, so pour one out. Other things that happened this year. Wow. That's yeah. like nothing in this year, though. I'm sure stuff. we've missed loads. Like this. Jeff this Jarrett worked for WWE and AEW. And GCW. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett worked everywhere. Holy shit. He popped up everywhere. Thing worked at my bar one night, I'm pretty sure. Like, <laughs> He's just, yeah, make that money, Jeff. For sure, working us all. Yeah, crazy year in pro wrestling. Crazy. We had we had him. We had Jeff Hardy. We had Cena coming back year. wrestling at the end of the year. We mm-hmm. had Forbidden Door. We had New Japan. We have the you know Kenny Osprey is gonna happen this week, so that'll be a big thing to be talking about this next week. But like setting that up seems pretty big for wrestling fans. There's there was a whole lot uh, happening. New Japan definitely was a lackluster year for them. Like yes, cherry picking still amazing banger matches but the crowd definitely hurts that the atmosphere of wrestling when there's no reaction therefore when you watch at home it's still a little jarring to try to get into still managed to put on great fantastic wrestling don't get me wrong but when the lack of fresh characters lack of that lack of evolution of characters sure as well yeah you can't just keep booking the same thing tanahashi still tanahashi they just keep booking the same thing it's the same thing and finally while like you tell me, yeah, there was another great Shingo Osprey match this year. It was it was great, but it was great last I've year. I've seen it six times. Yeah, it's so looking forward to twenty twenty three. I'm hoping that there is some some big things coming. And the start off with Kenny and Osprey on the fourth is the great way to to definitely jump back into mm-hmm. New Japan. I, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm looking at it as a way to kind of okay if they're doing this, maybe this year will be pretty good. So yeah, 
Well, we that brings us to the end of the kind of wrestling portion. But I thought it's it's December thirty first. It's time to talk about the rest of twenty twenty two. Back with kind of news, media, pop culture, music, the lot. Uh, what are some highlights for the year for you? Yeah, some highlights of 2022. Uh, there was some good movies. There was some good TV shows. Uh, I don't think I speak for myself for saying I loved Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And I was someone who's like, they've done it all already. They can't get me back again. Like, the, the first few seasons were some great stuff. I don't know if they can recapture the magic. And then Is that I wa- your show of the year? Uh, I wouldn't say, but I'd say this year, season four was really good. Because the first few episodes, I'm like... Ah, the, the magic's gone. Something's off. By the end of the season, I'm like, they, those bastards. It they set it did up it again. perfectly as well yeah. for just this epic, yeah. like, final season. I right? mean, like, the, the final image, like, going in, yeah. you're like, okay, we're, we're here for something huge in season five. And I mean, like, one of the songs of the year has to be because of that. Kate Bush running up that hill. Yeah. Like brought that surgeons. Yeah, how many times is that song? It's it's timeless because every like few years it blows up because kids find it and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, this is good. This slaps. What is this? It's like yeah, it's it's an old song. It's a good song. And shout out Kate Bush for owning a hundred percent of that song. So once again becomes way more richer Amazing. in twenty twenty two. So own your masters, people. You see, that's a good thing. That's not Vince having to resign out of shame and then the stock going up and he makes millions More of money. dollars yeah. for it. This is, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I'd say that was a highlight. Some other TV shows for me, it was the uh, the finale of Better Call Saul okay. slash Breaking Bad. Right. Like something yeah. that's gone on well over a decade now and I thought they wrapped up everything okay. perfectly. By the end there, you're kind of, you married the timelines yeah. of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. And so many TV shows I love kind of don't quite stick the landing. And I thought that show was exceptional. Just uh, brilliant writing, brilliant acting. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched Better Call Saul yet, but one day I'll just... I love Breaking Bad. You, but, you love Breaking yeah. Bad. You'll like love this show. It, yeah. It's so good. Um, this year I loved watching The Bear. I hope it comes I back. I still need to watch Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I hope it definitely has another season because there's so much more storytelling that they can do. But uh, absolutely love that show. It was real quick and short, too. Like, you could watch it in, like, a day almost, pretty much. Uh, really loved that. I'm trying to think of what else. I, TV. House of the Dragon was really good. Okay. It's just... Now you've got TV, it's the same with Stranger Things, where you're making these movies, and basically, like, hour-plus-long movies, ten episodes of them... You can't you can't get it done in a year anymore, which is a shame because yeah. House of the Dragon season one was fantastic. It's going to be about two years till we get season wow. two. So waiting for that's frustrating. Succession still is it uh, coming back soon? Succession's coming back soon. Season three was uh, phenomenal. Um, like absolutely try and catch up on that one because uh, I'm sure season four will be one of my shows of 2023. But loved loved doing that. Loved doing the sesh and people chat about Succession yeah. with. Um, but those for me were probably my top three TV shows of the year. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I didn't watch a whole lot of TV. I picked, I started and caught up with the boys, so it's going to take a little while for their next season to come out. But I really latched on to that show this year. I I flew through through that. Uh, I know I I didn't watch all of it yet, but I've watched a little bit of the Wednesday Netflix show, The Adams Family, and people are going off, and it's just blown up. So good for them for another having another giant hit. Yeah, on their I've hands. heard good things. I yeah. I. I will give it a go. 
looking at it, I feel it's going to be a Riverdale where season one is yeah. really fun. And then I don't know if I'll exactly. still be invested. But I've, yeah. I've heard pretty good things about it so far. So yeah, same I'll thing. check it out. I know people went crazy for... I, did, I, I didn't watch... I forgot about this. The Peacemaker with John Cena. I didn't watch that at all. I started it when I was back home. Oh, man. I, I need to get back on it. But that was that forgot. was pretty fun. John Cena's great. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, and then another one. I'm, I'm, I'm behind, I'm telling you. But I, I did not check out. But my boss, every time I go to work asks me if I've seen Moon Knight. And I'm like, no, I haven't. He's like, you idiot, you have to watch this show. I don't even like Marvel and I love this show. I'm like, all right, all right, I'll watch it. I, that's another one I started along yeah. with Andor. I've very much fallen behind. I'm not, I haven't given up on Marvel yeah. and Star Wars, but it's it's been a hell of a year. Uh, but yeah, Moon Knight, uh, what was it? Miss Marvel, I still have Andor. Andor, I still need to watch. Uh, there's a bunch from this year I, I still need to check out. I, I attempted to watch the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot. Oh, the yeah. dramatization reboot, which is very Riverdale itself. I watched a few episodes of that and it was... It was interesting and kind of a different take on it, but I don't think I'll uh, I'll be catching up on it as much. Uh, what about movies? Any any particular movies this year? I mean, we're I mean, talking about this as you know, Avatar two just came out a few weeks this I, week. I'm, my my plan, if I'm not too hungover New Year's Day, which yeah. I am working tonight, so I hopefully shouldn't be too yeah. hungover, but we'll see. Is I'm going to go and see it tomorrow. Gotcha. But that's a long film to watch on a hangover. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Um, Bring snacks. <laughs> I will say the, uh, I've put it on the kind of graphic if you're watching uh, watching this. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick has to be absolutely. Right up there. I had no interest in watching a Top Gun remake. And then as soon as it came out and I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll probably have to watch that. And then the reviews, not only the reviews, but word of mouth. Every single person was like, okay, this movie. We met someone at a bar who overheard us discussing, oh, we should go see it. Like, everyone's saying it's good. And she interjects in our conversation. She's like, I've seen it three times. I'm seeing it four tomorrow. And we're like, whoa, okay. My, my yeah, yeah, my friend has seen it like ten times. Yeah, I've, I've talked to people who've seen it like four or five different times. I'm like, that's insane. And what I loved about this film is uh, I got to admit, and I, I know a lot of people disagree with me, I fucking hated all this straight to streaming service movies okay people don't make movies to go straight to your tv right or your laptop or your yeah. phone to watch it people make movies to be on a huge screen where you go and it's an event to watch this film and i love that both uh this film did it and uh spider-man no way home last year did it where i was like no it's weird. this is going to be in the in the theaters until People stop going to the theaters to see it. Top Gun Maverick was in the theaters for months. <laughs> it still it is. Because it had that. It's just come out on like DVD and Blu-ray, I think. Yeah. If that's still a thing. Or streaming services. But like it was a thing where word of mouth was like, no, you got to see this. Like yeah. the, the fucking flight sequences. Crazy. Seeing it in a huge theater. Like yeah. you got to see it. And that's why it's like fucking killing it. It's one of the, the biggest office. movies of all time. Because it could have done... Two weeks and then, and now it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Or Paramount Plus. It's Paramount's largest grossing movie of all time. Yeah, so, so. I, I'm glad we're getting back to that. 
Like, there's, if you like watching movies at home, there's literally millions of movies that's been made that you can watch at home. Yeah. But let, let's keep the cinema alive. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise jumping out of planes. Yeah. He's still doing that, and he's wishing everybody a happy new year, promoting Mission Impossible for next year. I might, we might have to catch up on those movies so I can go mm. watch that in theaters. Cause I'm telling you, man, I had no interest in Top Gun, and then at watching it, I got right into it, and I absolutely loved it. It even had, not quite a beach volleyball scene, but a beach football scene. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it had all the, all the ticks for me in that movie. It was awesome. Really loved uh, that movie this year. The Batman came out this year, which we need to complete our, oh, yeah. our Batman wow. series uh, with Robert Pattinson's Batman, which, which I, I really enjoyed. And I'm quite looking forward to kind of going back and maybe picking at it in a bit more detail. Yeah, I watched it once in theaters, and I remember really liking it, but I don't know if uh, on a rewatch it'll do the same magic. Hmm. I'll probably be, I feel like I'm, I, when I think about it, I don't like it as much as when I walked right. out of the theater. So one day we'll have to, to tackle that. Movie. What I, what I did love with that film is just how they presented Batman as like a horror character. Right. Like a Michael Myers. You, you felt scared for the, like the petty criminals who have just, okay, just well, pickpocketed someone and then he comes out and you're well, like, hold on oh, a shit, second. Fuck. Well, hold on a second. We have different, we have different views because what I saw was a whiny little fucking bitch Kurt Cobain Batman watching this. Not movie. when he's Batman. <laughs> when he's Bruce. When he's he was, a whiny he little sucked. Kurt Cobain when he's Bruce. <laughs> but when he's Batman, he's more Michael Myers, I'd say. Uh, you know what? Favorite movie as well as uh, Top Gun. I'm just remembering everything. What is it? Everything, everywhere, all at once. I hope this movie gets some Oscar nominations because uh, I think this was a, is a must watch from 2020. Absolutely love the story and the effects in this movie were second to none. I I really I I only seen it once, but I definitely need I think to it's re-watch. on Prime now. Yeah. And I, I would very recommend. Want to watch it? I've heard nothing. Yeah, smoke about a that. smoke a fatty and watch that one. Uh, same with Nope. I, I saw that in theaters this year and I really loved that. A different, different take on like kind of, uh, alien or UFO kind of movie there. Uh, love anything Jordan Peele's been doing, but that one definitely stuck with me. Um, I saw that in theaters, which, which definitely was a good theater movie to see. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I Halloween just... Ends was awful. <laughs> unfortunately. We definitely talked about that a few yeah. weeks when that came out, but yeah, that was a definitely a letdown. Uh, it was not really a Halloween movie at all and not really the big dramatic triumphant and to the whole series as it was trying to be, it, they dropped the ball on that completely, I, I would say. There's a lot I haven't been able to see yet this year still. I still need to see the new Black Panther. Uh, I saw Doctor Strange. That was fun. Yeah. Um, Thor Love and Thunder was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the new Scream. Scream 5, was it, this year? It was fun, but it was exactly what... I like. I. I don't know. I wasn't expecting it to blow me away. It didn't blow me away, but it was exactly what I thought it was. My main thing with the Scream films is as long as the, like, concept is... I Like, every film, you know, the original is the, like, uh, the, like, the concept of a horror film. Like, that's what the killer yeah. is doing. He's following the tropes of a horror film. Right. The sequel, it's the tropes of a sequel. I liked how they did the requel thing here, where it's yeah. like, we're redoing... The original, but with some changes, we're calling it, it's a sequel, but it's, it's like a reboot, but it's also a sequel, even so much just calling it Scream, yeah. which is the trend these days. It's like, like the new Halloween. It's like, oh, it's just Halloween. We're not calling it Halloween 9 <laughs> yeah. or whatever. It's just Halloween 2020. Right. Uh, so I, I did, 
I did think that was pretty small. It's like yeah. WrestleMania play button instead yeah. of WrestleMania 40 because they're like, or, or whatever. Uh, you're forgetting like everyone's real big top movie of the year was Morbius. Oh, God. No, I still haven't, <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I still haven't it, seen but, it. Probably uh, won't. <laughs> one day I'll watch more until someone picks it for uh, one of our Patreon shows. I don't think I'll be watching it. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special was tremendous. That was well. fun. Yeah, uh, Batista's that- great. Uh, Glass Onion coming in right at the end of the year as well was really fun. Yeah, yeah. There's been some really good movies uh, in 2022. Uh, when it comes to some music, uh, I mean wrestling themes. There was some some new ones like Joe Gacy and stuff. But uh, we we I went to a, a bunch of concerts, but I'd say one of my favorite was um, we went together with some friends to Rufus de Soul oh, in yeah. the summertime, and like they put out some new music this last year or the year before. So kind of seeing them perform it and having a huge party out in the summertime that was a great concert that we got to see this year. So I, that was that was top. That was some of my listening uh, habits of 2022 mm. was Rufus, especially yep. in the summertime. Um, anything else for you? I can't I can't think of much new music that came out this year like i'm looking at the list of like top songs this year yeah and i can't say any of it really because connected because you're not on tiktok and that's where they, I'm they on all tiktok now oh now you're on now tiktok, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> uh but yeah like none of none of this none of it there wasn't too much this year music wise uh that I like the weekend, but that was kind of the beginning of the year. That so was more last year, yeah, right? the weekend? like right beginning of the year, I think. So, but still, it was all right. There was some good stuff. I I, I went to uh, what else concerts that really blew me away? Karungbin, I'd recommend a lot of people checking out. I've definitely talked about that with Jordan uh, on the Detox. If you like music talk, definitely listen to uh, Detox and What Up Do, both shows uh, that have dropped because we definitely dived into stuff uh, from the year. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Oh, for TV, uh, Jake reminds us Obi Wan Kenobi came out this year. Oh which yeah, was really fun. You know what? I really enjoyed that. Uh, uh, it felt like more fan service, mm. which I was okay with. I, I saw like some negative feedback to that show, but they just made Obi Wan Kenobi have his own show, mm. and it is what you kind of figured it was going to be. So I really uh, enjoyed that as well. Uh, there was the World Cup. That's what a lot of people were watching. I mean, there was like something like 80 million viewers for that final. One of the best finals ever. Yeah. As well. Like, like, awesome final. Yeah. Uh, Really fun tournament. Like, a tournament, it needs to be a bit like wrestling at times. You've got your underdog stories going through. You've got your top teams. Sometimes you have one of your big stars who, like, Slips on a banana peel and gets eliminated early oh. uh, in like your your spains and stuff. Right. Like it was it was a fun fun tournament this year. A lot I of people got really into it. it. Yeah, and it, it didn't come home, but maybe next time it'll always come home. Uh, other things that happened this year, I'd say one of the most popular things that went on in 2022 that everyone talked about and will continue to talk about for the rest of life. Will Smith. Slapping the ever-loving piss out of yeah. Chris Rock at the Oscars. I got hate from my opinions on this one. So yeah. I listened to our show and yeah. decided... I said the wrong hate. things and people decided to side with me. <laughs> is how that We did a little show and gave like lots of thoughts on it. And then someone's like, yeah, fuck you, Braden. And I was like, wait, actually, I said uh, it, I thought it was pretty funny when he got so slapped. That was one of those <laughs> nights where I was living back home. Yeah. And so it's super late. And I, I woke up and I couldn't get back to sleep. So I was like... Ah, the Oscars are on. I'll yeah. put it on. And the slap heard around the world happened. And you're like, guess I'm not going to sleep now. Because yeah. you're then just watching everything. You're, you're seeing everyone's live reaction on Twitter. Like, yeah. what the fuck happened? Was that, was it a work? Yeah. Was it a work? Was, was it, it a, a work? shoot? 
Um, yeah, that was uh, definitely like the the picture for 2022. Slap. Yeah. Slap heard around the world. Yeah, I mean, you know, Will Smith is, has now apologized. Chris Rock has really not wanted to, anything to do with that. Mm. He's not really accepted that apology or talked to him or seen Chris him. Chris Rock really. hasn't. I don't think so. I know Will Smith has put out apologies and said a lot of things. He's also doing press for his new movies, so you would figure he's got to uh, kind of – you know, get people mm. back on his side. He kind of comes across as the back, you know, he slapped a guy, so yeah. you can't really be doing that. Um, there is two sides to it. Of course, the guy made fun of your wife's, but like, that's what the Hollywood is. That's what people do. So yeah. you can't really just, you know, however, it's a piece of pop culture, timeless thing that will always be referenced and will always be brought up for like the rest of mm. life. Like I said, like, it's just something that was so. Like polar, everyone was talking about that yeah. for like the the next few weeks after that. Everywhere you went, I was trying to buy shoes, and the guys talking to me about that. I'd go over here, this guy's talking. Like you could not avoid people mm-hmm. talking about that any time that they possibly could. So, Chris Rock getting slapped by Will Smith was pretty funny. Yeah, top one of my top songs this year was getting jiggy with it, just because I was putting Will Smith, which I shouldn't have been doing, but you know. Uh, we can we can move on. It's not like he killed the guy; he just slapped him. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I think uh, we need to have the roast of Will Smith, though. I don't think he could handle it. <laughs> he's gonna no, I don't slap think, everyone. I don't, he's, you know, <laughs> fragile ego, fragile body. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, workers' rights. Uh, that was a big moment. Uh, what else this year? I'd say there was another big thing. I mean, uh, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson, uh, their relationship was just everywhere in, in the media and the whole Kanye West love triangle of how she's split from Kanye West and then gets with Pete Davidson. Do you blame her? (laughs) (laughs) Looking at it in hindsight. Yeah. Uh, and then she like publicly, you know, is out there with, with Pete Davidson and then Kanye kind of making all crazy threats to, to this guy. And, uh, yeah, it was a interesting thing. Like whether you were, you know, checking up on it, you know, on your TMZs, which I don't usually go to TMZ.com unless they post wrestling stuff, but this story, like everyone knew that these two were dating. It's like, you couldn't for some reason avoid knowing this information. Like, why do I need to know these people are dating? But Pete Davidson as a bro, just has this great track record yeah, of he's, yeah, uh, he's doing all right for he's himself. doing very well but for he, himself. He's not he's not having them stick, is he? He he's just a bit, he's a bit of a Taylor Swift. He just got it out of his last relationship. Yeah, I, I just know. saw this week on the news. So so like Kanye was like hunting down Pete Davidson, <laughs> and then they split up, and then he decided to move from him to just the Jewish community. Yeah, I don't know if Kanye West just having a really and now he's missing. Bad year. <laughs> now he's missing as we're recording this. He apparently he's missing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kanye West definitely wanted- like that's something you could do a, a Dark Side of the Ring a a movie about this whole year with Kanye and the Kardashians. And yeah, stuff. man, uh, that, that would make me watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Is, is them talking this about shit, that this year? It's wild. Well, Pete Davidson was featured on Kardashians nice. this year, so he's getting that bag as well. Good so for him. Good for Pete Davidson. Something, someone we can all look up to in life. We all, we all can look up to Pete Davidson and his incredible track record. Uh, but, but yeah, Kanye West thing has definitely been taken over the news. I'm so checked out of it. I'm so over it. Uh, he, he's one of my all time favorites. A lot of his old albums are fantastic. And some of my all time favorites. I know all the lyrics been to his shows. He's incredible performer and artist, but this year, man, absolutely. A lot of the stuff he has said and come out and said, and then double down on triple down on, it's like, just disappear. Uh, 
for sure. He's someone who needs to come out and, and realize either get back on your meds, get off the wrong ones, or I, I don't know. But mental health has clearly been the issue like last year with this guy and then now this year with a lot of the anti-Semitic stuff. Nah, I ain't, I ain't fucking with it. So uh, I haven't I haven't put on a Kanye song in a long time. Let's leave it at that. We've had a, a, a lot of people pass away this week alone this week like shout out don west and the pope shout out don west man oh the old pope the pope died today oh pope france pope benedict pope benedict the 16th died today uh vivian westwood just passed away this week wow pele 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 barbara walters barbara walters yeah one out uh yeah sad sad when people die that was all just like recently. that was all this like the last four days. I feel much. like there was a bunch of people who passed away in 2022, but yeah, poor one out for all all the ones we lost. Yeah, and pretty sad, but yeah, time goes on. Uh, what 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 was else? I mean, Let's cheer us up. We're sad now. Can't yeah, there was a war going on. Yeah, you want you want to cheer up? There's a war going on in Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Russia is invading them. That's fucking really sad. Anytime I've read about that in the past little while, it I get so fucking angry. So I. Uh, war, what is it good for? But yeah, don't like that. I think, I think we need to end that real quick. And it's, it's kind of like scary in a way how quiet it's gone on the media, right? Because it was so, it was everywhere and it's definitely kind of yeah, taken a back seat to other stuff. I know it's overwhelming and it's yeah. depressing, but it, it's fucking scary what's happening. Over it there. is, it is, it is very sad and, 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 you know, trying to keep up and seeing what's, what's happening. It's like, oh man, but, uh, hoping that, uh, it doesn't continue the way it kind of has been in 2023, but it looks as if it will do just that. So, yeah. Um, there was like a tweet from, fuck, who was it? Basically saying we could solve like poverty if, uh, like some of these billionaires donated like 1% of their worth or whatever it is. Um, and Elon Musk said, well, if you can prove it, I'll fork up the money. I guess it couldn't be proved because he went and bought Twitter instead. instead, which I don't think is is helping uh, helping with the poverty. No, uh, I don't think it's helping many people, to be honest. <laughs> no, he, he he decided forty four billion dollars would be the right amount to spend on the Bird app, which yeah. is free. I don't know how what how he uses Twitter, but I use it for free. Mm. When I use it, so well, that's why you ain't got that blue tick, isn't it? Yeah, I can for eight dollars, mm. which then goes to help him buying Twitter. Buying I guess for more 44. of Twitter. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. That is so ridiculous. I remember that where he was like, "Hey, I could help world poverty. I could just give everyone on Earth money, and I'd still be rich." Yeah, yeah, okay, let's do it. Sorry, how much for Twitter? Sold. Fuck world hungry. World hungry, world hunger. I don't. I don't need. Has, you don't has need he to now stepped down running it because he did put out the poll. I don't. Think I so. don't. Know. He's trolling in half the time. So yeah, uh, th- my stock in that guy has dropped uh, as a fan. Oh, he sucks. Like, yeah, he, he fucking he, sucks. He really does. Uh, I I thought he was pretty funny back in the day, but now I'm just like so over the the shit he says and and how he's very hypocritical of the own shit he says. So. Yeah. Uh, if he was, I don't believe he was born in the U.S., but if he was born, South African. yeah, if he was born in the U.S., you know, this guy would be trying to run for presidential yeah. shit in the future. So at least we don't get that. But yeah. Oh, forgot to mention Queen died as well. She's someone who died this That's year. Right. Pour one out for Pour the one queen. Out for the queen. Yeah. Uh, God save the king. Yeah. Charles, Harry His and Meghan Majesty's dropped a hot documentary on Netflix. Hot doc. Yeah. Yeah. The queen died and Harry's making money from it. Yeah. <laughs> 
mess. Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty huge. Yeah. Well. So when uh, when does the the next king come into play? Like this king has to die, and then we get the next king. Yeah, that's how it works. Okay. So who who's the king now? So Charles is the king now. Charles. And then it'll be William, and then after William will be his son George. I think George is the his little kid. Yeah. So every time you see this little kid in the media, just, just so it think. goes through the kids next until George has a kid, right? And it'll be his kid. Wow. So yeah, the the monarchy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So the queen's gone. Yeah, it's sad. Poor one out. Is it? Well, people die, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she seemed okay. She seemed nice. Me. Yeah. Unless you watch the Harry Doc. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they never shit on the queen. <laughs> they never shit on the queen, but they never not shit on the queen. Mm. <laughs> When when she does the, I've seen the clip. I've not watched the whole thing, but like the the clip everyone's play is her mocking the curtsy, and Harry's like, "That's definitely not how we do that." But okay, <laughs> thanks for like shitting on my mom, <laughs> or sorry, grandma. Yeah, grandma, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, pour one out for the queen. Uh, pour one, pour one in for someone who had an incredible year. We got to give a shout out to one of the superstars of 2022, the Corn Kid. <laughs> this kid just likes corn. It's corn. <laughs> Who doesn't like corn? It's corn. So this kid just had a great year eating corn, expressing his love for corn, and now being way richer and more successful than I will ever be. So shout out that kid and shout out corn. Should I should have picked corn instead of wrestling, really, shouldn't I? To, to, <laughs> to get tell, into to tell the world about it. Should like, I dive into the world podcast, of corn? Would it be like bigger? What would a co- corn hub? <laughs> corn hub. <laughs> Welcome to our weekly show I, about corn. Uh, talking about corn hub. Um, <laughs> Whoa, hold on! <laughs> I went to my uh, local, uh, my like regular coffee shop the right. other day, and this guy is sat like there's a little chair by the end of like the coffee bar, and he's going on just shitting on oat milk. He's okay. just saying like, "What? What is it? All this oat milk, almond milk? Like back in my day, you had your coffee black, or you had some like good old fashioned cow milk in there." And the barista's like, clearly this guy just sits there and goes on and on yeah. all the time. It's like, okay, well, you know, some people are like allergic dairy or like other issues or just prefer the taste. And this guy's just going on and on. And he's waving his phone around as he's doing it. And then I catch what's on his phone. Like on his screen. On his screen. And it's Pornhub compilation of the best cum shots. He's just watching it with his... Fucking black coffee in a, in a at cafe. like 11 a.m. in the morning in a oh, cafe. weirdo. But yeah. oat milk's fucking terrible. You don't like oat milk? No, no, no. Oat no, no, I'm just oh, saying. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Damn. I mean, it's a free country. But yeah, I guess. But well, still. Public Wi-Fi, still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who uses Pornhub? <laughs> what a sicko. Rich uh, all the way, no? <laughs> I don't know that one, but I'm going to write it down. I'm trying to look at other stories from 2022. Obviously, gas was expensive. That was something. Yeah, we don't care. We yeah, don't drive. We live in the city. We walk everywhere. Uh, there was a, a truck convoy thing that I think still somehow there's still trickling down of people still caring oh, about that. Yeah. Like, get over it. Yeah. Come on. go. Just go outside. Yeah. <laughs> live your life. Like Touch grass. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Please do. Uh, there was Winter Olympics. Yeah, I don't care about Didn't that. really no, care about that, that either. That didn't happen. Yeah. Oh, the Pope's the Pope had an apology for some things, but you're saying the, five, you know, the other Pope, the other Pope died. But yeah, uh, there was Wordle. 
Wordle was good. That was a good Wordle. thing about 2022. I should get back into it this winter. Yeah. Liked a bit of Wordle. Quirtle was good as well. Quirtle? That was like the four Wordles at the same time. Uh, and then to bring everything back down, there's probably like, I don't know, 100 like US shootings or something nah, like that. One, so. Don't end on that one. Sorry. End on um, it. End on it. And on Pornhub. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I had the best like, finish. I don't know a good one to end on. <laughs> old man watching Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I, I, I don't know. What was I, our show of the year? Our show of the yeah, year? Yeah, what was your favorite show we did this year? That we've done, yeah. like podcast-wise? Yeah. Uh, I liked uh, our first Poison Rana a few weeks ago. Oh, I've liked every Poison Rana that we've done so far, because finally making some changes to our own podcast mm-hmm. was pretty fun. So 2023 is going to be lit. Uh-oh. Get ready for that, guys. We're going to have some great content coming. Uh, but when it comes to maybe some Patreon shows, uh, I like when we do retro wrestling reviews. That's always fun. I like when people pick stuff on our Up Yours shows. So I've, we've got to watch some really great and interesting movies that maybe I wouldn't have watched if certain patrons haven't picked. So that's always fun. We did a Goodfellas review. That that was my birthday pick. And I really enjoyed it. You know, finally getting to talk about that movie. I really love that. Uh, what about you? I'm trying to just remember what we did. It was, I mean, remember. it was recency bias, but Home Alone 2 with uh, John Pollock was was great. Yeah. Uh, I always enjoy the behind the BDEs that we do. Um, yeah, we did Hocus Pocus. Rewatching Ratatouille and making Ratatouille. That was pretty fun. <laughs> that um, was pretty good. Yeah. No, yeah, some of the best match ever's I've liked. I, I'm trying to think. Like, no, nothing still uh, has reached the level of. Um, of Fer- Freddie got fingered, but no, not quite. Uh, yeah, there's. I, I've enjoyed our shows. We've done we've yeah. done a few different things. We did a best match ever Owen Hart in honor of the Owen Hart Foundation we tournament. Did, yeah. So go check that out. If the Io Shirai show with Karen that was really fun. Oh man, that was yeah, that one that one was great. We did a barely legal 97 25th anniversary review ECW. That was fun. We did a best match ever Scott Hall. As well, pour one out for Scott Hall. Uh, we did a Baywatch bash at the beach. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Slash Boy Meets World mm-hmm. show with Brandon from New Jersey. That was fantastic. Dunstan checks in. Dunstan checks in was easily the best podcast that we did in 2022. Yes, I forgot about that's, that. That's, I'm was it that the one. 25th anniversary? Is that why we did it, or we just did it? Uh, it was Monkey Day, Chimpanzee Day, uh, Orangutan. Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Monkey Day. I'm looking up when uh, Moth International Moth Day. Moth is. Week. We need to. Uh, <laughs> International Moth Week. Okay, got to wait till July. Uh, Mothman. Oh man, Mothman prophecies coming soon. Yeah, yeah. Dunstan checks in was easily the podcast of the yes, year. Yes, we need that sequel. Yeah, one day. But yeah, uh, it's been it's been a, a good year with all these different podcasts, and we couldn't do it without all our listeners. And, yeah, thank you, listeners. Yeah, thank you for who, listening. Who's listener of the year? Listener of the year? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's see here. We got... Who we got here? Listener of the year. I'd say Dickie Bird. Yeah. He did a lot this year. He not only helping us and does stuff behind the scenes Flew for us. Flew all the way from Australia. Flew from Australia to come hang out with us. That's a pretty big fucking deal. Mm. So uh, that he's definitely listener of the year. Any of the BSK, Eric... B Detroit, John Ceno, Frank, Brandon. I'm trying to think of some other ones. We got Maddie B. Anyone who really tweets us all the time. I I, I don't have favorites. They're, you don't they're, pick all, favorites? they're all my favorite. Yeah. Any, anyone who listens to this show is my favorite. Yeah, I'm listening to all these yeah. different people. Uh definitely not MJ. Brandon. Yeah, or MJ. <laughs> um 
Yeah, all the listeners are my favorites. I'm I'm kidding. I love everyone who who listens to us and anyone in this community uh, is is great. But 2023 is going to be even better. We're going to have so many different things going on, especially with this whole new like brand change for us. We managed to put on live events this year, mm-hmm. like at the bars in Toronto. You even were overseas doing stuff with Grapple over we there. Did the Leeds show, yeah. yeah. We did uh, cheap shots in in Queens. Yeah. That was fun. So that was crazy. We did a, a show. I did a few watch parties in Toronto for some pay per views in the city, and that was like we had incredible feedback from that and people showing up the wrestlemania party revolution party we then did our aw dynamite post party the after party at sneaky d's we did wrestling karaoke that was just so much fun and just got wild and yeah highlights of the year for me absolutely Mm. yeah for sure well i think that's where we we will say goodbye and put a little bow on 2022 and we'll We'll see you all in 2023. We will. Go check us out on the socials at Poison Rana Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We're trying to get the Instagram back to the way it was before they deleted it a year ago. Yeah, so. well, at one point, we had 34,000 people on our Instagram. And now, we're, now we, we have 200. again. 200. So go follow us, go guys. Go give us a follow. Go follow us and go support us. Go give us like, likes RTs, all that stuff yeah, is man. always appreciated. And patreon.com slash up next. Only five bucks. You get access to all the podcasts that we do and everything coming in the next month. So we're looking forward to that. We love you guys so, so much. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And happy new year. Ahoy!